0: Welcome to the One-Shot Test Kitchen. Today's episode, Cozy Town. Hello everyone, and welcome to the One-Shot Test Kitchen, where we try out and review tabletop RPGs. I'm Mike, and with me today is Samara.
1: Hello!
0: Uh, unfortunately, April Lynn is not with us today, but we are joined by our special guest, Kate. Kate, please say hello and introduce yourself.
2: Hello. Nice to see you all. Excited to play. Yeah, we're glad you're here. Do you have the
1: um, a question I always like to ask our guests is, do you have any experience with tabletop role playing games?
2: Very little. So I am a baby role player. I just started playing D and D almost exactly a year ago. A friend of a friend of Mike's and mine started up a game for uh, specifically for new players, people who'd never played before. And I got hard recruited <laughs> and it's a wonderful mix of like new players and old players, they're veteran players rather. And so we've been playing this past year and it's been a blast. So I guess new convert, but still feeling very new in the role play space. Yeah. When so you say looking forward to trying this one out.
1: When you say that they came at you hard to play this game, are we talking gift baskets? Or are we talking, you know, swag to try to get you into it?
2: I think if I had held out a little longer, those would have shown up at my doorstep. <laughs> he was very excited to put this together. Been talking about it for years. <laughs> Maybe I should have. Uh, I don't know. It was peak pandemic winter, so I jumped at it. But maybe I should have held out for more.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe they'll they'll uh, you know get you something for being such a great player. Now that you've shown up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now that that's out in the mm-hmm. ether, thank you for
1: that. <laughs> well, we're here to take you on to that next step in your journey through tabletop role playing games. I'm very excited for what you've picked today, Mike. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, Alrighty. So the game we are playing today is called Cozy Town. It is uh, a sword queen game, which I believe is the name of the, the company or the, or the community that makes it. Uh, but specifically, the author is Jamila R. Najati. This game bills itself as a kind of cozy community building game. And it draws inspiration from a number of different tabletop games, most notably The Quiet Year and Dream Askew, uh, both of which are made by uh, uh, Avery Adler uh, at uh, Buried Without Ceremony. Cozy Town is available on itch.io for $10 US uh, ten US as of this recording. In a nutshell, uh, Cozy Town is going to allow us to create a town from a bird's eye view and follow it throughout the year. It's meant to explore what makes people and the communities that they're in feel safe and cozy. Uh, it is a very, very wholesome game uh, from what I've been able to see. At least for me, kind of what the doctor ordered at this moment in time, I think, <laughs> as we... You mentioned the pandemic winter. This is the second pandemic winter. And I think it's something that we could totally need at this point. What are you expecting from something like this, Uh, Samara?
1: Yeah. So I actually just over the holiday break um, played my first game of Quiet Year and was super into it, really enjoyed it um, and whole separate conversation for what I think is awesome about it and its uses. But it's very exciting for me to see that type of system and that type of gameplay with this different kind of cozy town skin. I love, I I, want to get cozy. So Mm. I I hope that my heart is warmed. I hope my troubles are forgotten. And I hope that I'm just caught up in like, you know, the wonder of an adorable cozy town. That's my expectation.
0: Yeah, I I hope we can do that. I mean, we we, we have previously (laughs) tried a cozy type game on this podcast and did not go quite so well. But I'm hoping this one
1: did it not go well because our hearts are so ultimately dark and we're pretending they're not dark or did I feel like that didn't go well for other reasons?
2: Well, I mean, I guess we're about to find out. Yeah, we
0: are about <laughs> to find true, out.
2: True. If we fail two times in a row, then I'm just,
0: yeah, if this, this doesn't go well, we're just, we're just <laughs> broken people through to the core. Like there's nothing that can happen. Here.
2: And dreams of coziness are dead. Though.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
2: uh, <yep. laughs> uh, so
0: Kate, what are you, what are you looking forward to in this?
2: Well, I mean, I guess less now. There's a lot of pressure <laughs> riding on this. I'm just having a cozy time. Um, I don't know. I very intentionally do not have too many expectations. I came in colds, kind of on purpose, just to let uh, whatever's about to unfold unfold. And I just, I don't know, want to have a good time playing with some good folks for a couple hours because that's really all I can ask of life right now. Absolutely.
0: To be fair, I think some of you're coming in cold to this as well. So, like, you haven't you haven't read the, the book or anything like that.
1: No, the only advantage I have is that I played one of the games that it references. So I have a kind of a sense for how to play a game at, like, this bird's eye level kind of world building. But honestly, I don't know how they're going to implement it. So I don't know anything except it's yeah. cozy. I also yeah. know
2: that Animal Crossing brought a lot of... Comfort to people over the last eighteen months or however long we've been in this, so um, yeah, this feels reminiscent of that. So I'm looking forward to uh, borrowing some of that magic.
0: That <laughs> that is appropriate, mainly because like the the actually the rule book explicitly name checks Animal Crossing, specifically the music for Animal Crossing that you should be playing uh, throughout this. We're not going to be doing that, but maybe in your head.
1: What is, if you were to describe that music, is it like, I haven't played, Anim, I mean, I'm aware, I know of the phenom that is Animal Crossing, but I haven't played it. Are we talking like 8-bit, like, twee happy music, or?
0: No, this is, it's like, um, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, it's very, like...
1: That's all, nope, that's all I wanted, I wanted to <laughs> Mike Thank Kelly. Thank you for falling into my trap. That's all I wanted. Thank you very much. It's now in my head
2: forever. <laughs> but isn't it the kind of thing where like at five o'clock, everyone would gather to listen to the five o'clock music or it, it was a 24-hour soundtrack and there were parts of it that were really yes. that people were excited about. The, Did I get that That's right? awesome.
0: No, 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 you're right. Like I, I've, I've definitely been in, co- uh, well, seen conversations on the internet about like, what is the best hour for uh, uh, Animal Crossing music? The consensus seems to be 3 p.m., <laughs> but I'm not 100% sure on that. Amazing. Alrighty, so let's get into it. Let's get started with this. I will be playing the role of facilitator, um, and that's basically just uh, the word that they use for someone who's read through the rule book and kind of knows what's going to be happening here. There is a little bit to read at the top of the game here, uh, so I'm going to go through that. Uh, thank you for playing Cozy Town with us today. Together, we'll create a lovely community and their sweet inhabitants. We are looking at everything with a bird's eye view, though we are free to zoom in and describe any particulars if that makes us happy. We'll play out an entire year, answering questions the game asks of us, and go through the seasons together. It's best to answer the questions intuitively and trust what comes up. Let's have fun and make sure everyone is having a good time. Yeah, this is this it. is wholesome.
2: <laughs> Let's get cozy. So, Mike, you're the mayor. Is that what is that what my
0: understanding? is? you're the mayor of Posey Downs. No, 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 no. <laughs> we are we are all equal here. I do not hold anything. Like I, I just guide. I'm like I'm more of a tour guide to the city. Gotcha. Uh, that you guys will be creating and all that kind of stuff, or that we'll all be creating.
1: You're like our proverbial clippy.
0: Oh no, you just made it bad.
1: <laughs> what? Clippy's adorable. Clippy is not adorable. Clippy's got the, Clippy's got the crazy eyes and a little bouncy body, and he's just here to help. Clippy's a specific brand of adorable. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Rather polarizing figure. <laughs> Which fair like, much fair like much like Mike, fair though. Enough. So I'll you.
1: I'll it it's true. It's true. Mike is very polarizing in my experience. He can be adorable, but also, you know, some people maybe not into it. His brand of
0: adorable. I'm, I'm feeling God. vaguely attacked here. Um, <laughs> Why? Hell? We called you
2: adorable. Yeah, We did. We called you adorable. But
0: polarizing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it means that means it's good, right? That's what they say about, you know, good art. Like good art makes you form a strong opinion. So that's it just means, you know, you're, you're good. Stuff. Yeah,
2: you're good art.
0: Right? I'm good art. <laughs>
1: You're universally I, uh, for, reference, <laughs> for reference, go to his beautiful singing
2: voice.
0: I really should not have sung. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> disagree.
0: Um yeah. all righty. Okay. But this does actually lead into the first question that we're going to have to answer. Okay. Um, so together, we need to answer the question, who are we? Uh, and specifically, this is like, who are the townsfolk in this town that we are creating?
2: I was gonna say that's a big existential
0: question. Oh no, totally. (laughs) But let me give you some answers here because, like, so it says uh, we suggest that you create non-human characters as they can be really fun to play, but go with whatever feels best. And they actually have some ideas here: Uh, ideas, a small tropical island with white beaches and small pigs that swim in the blue waters, Uh, a small group of sentient guardian succulents living in a mystical twilight grove in a fantasy world. Mm. An ancient temple full of cats who walk and talk like we humans do. And fairies who have built a home of dreams and wishes on one of Jupiter's moons. Whoa. Yeah, this is like, hey.
3: <laughs>
0: so, and and we can make up something as well. Like, I mean, this is like, we could use one of these preset things or like what, uh, you know, what we come up with.
2: Right. Presumably it okay. should be equal amounts of whimsical and adorable
1: yeah do we want to be on like a spatial setting like i like there's jupiter's moon type stuff or more like a magical setting like the magical grove or something more grounded in reality like the island or the temple or something like that
2: or somewhere in the middle and like under the sea oh
0: under the sea could be cool
2: yeah i like that it's kind of outer space in a way <laughs> it's Mm-hmm. Real, but it's also ripe for fantasy.
0: Mm-hmm. And are we then yeah. like all different sea creatures like uh, like squids and fishes and like uh, seahorses and stuff like that?
1: Or are we sentient seaweed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe all of the above. Um, I think sea creatures, but I want to expand it so that if we find in the building of the world that there are more fantasy based such as like mermaids or whatever. Mm. They could also exist in this world. um, Since we presume that like the adorable squid also, they all have the same language and can, and, and can communicate in a way.
2: Yeah. I like that. Beyond the way that like basic
1: squids do communicate.
0: Oh yeah. I think we have to at least leave the assumption in that we can all talk together through, I don't know, cuteness magic or whatever it is. Like.
1: Yeah. Okay. Magical sea creatures. Yeah. I like that.
0: Okay, magical sea creatures. Are
1: we in like a reef type situation or Are we in like deep, you know, 20,000 leagues under the sea or like the remnants of a dead Atlantis type civilization?
2: I like Atlantis kind of. Mike, what do you what's your answer?
0: I mean, I don't I don't necessarily I don't know if this game necessarily calls for something like living in the ruins of another civilization because that seems a little grim. Mm-hmm.
2: Fair. Or just more like an undersea city?
0: or yeah, something we built ourselves like yeah totally hmm. i can see that like um what was the name of the city in the little mermaid Did that place have a oh yeah
2: oh, it totally had a name what was it maybe it didn't have a name it i feel like it had okay it was
1: king triton, king triton. triton. but it wasn't named after king triton
2: there was there was a name <laughs> what was it hold on i'm googling, You're googling it?
0: Okay. atlantica
2: really okay Cheap! Come on, Disney, try a little harder. I'm disappointed.
0: Yeah, that's that's actually yeah, that's actually way worse. Um, I'm going to edit that part out.
2: (laughs) I don't want to live in in Pacifica. 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 (laughs) We can do better than that. So, how about in a reef, and then the the coral can be kind of shaped into houses in a little town.
0: I think that makes sense.
2: Yeah, super colorful. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. What should the name of the town be, though? It's got to be something waterly aqua, aquafina. No, um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Uh, where does wait is Aquaman from Atlantis? We can do that, we can be original. Yeah, I don't want to use Atlantis. No, No, I don't. Well, I was like, where's Aquaman from? But I think Aquaman is from Atlantis,
2: something coral deep reef coral oh boy
0: this is this is a brooklyn joke coral gardens
2: oh gosh i hate that i love it (laughs) yeah Yeah. me
0: too actually
2: i feel the same way (laughs) i think that means we have a winner how niche is your audience like
0: (laughs) oh boy okay coral gardens
2: (sighs) deep sigh
0: yeah i mean
2: no
1: it hurts so good (laughs)
0: All righty. All right. So we are sea creatures living in uh, a city that we built out of coral in coral gardens. That feels weird to say. I'm <laughs> just going to put that out there.
2: We can workshop it still. Are we married to it?
0: <laughs> uh, the next thing we do is we set up the length of play. Um, So I this is where I'm going to kind of step in and say like, OK, so the way that the game usually works is that you go through a full deck of cards, 52 cards. I don't think we're going to do that uh, just because I think that's going to be a little too long for this format. So what we're going to do is we're going to do two rounds of going around drawing cards, um, which mm-hmm. is six cards in each suit. We'll go through the full year, okay. but we'll have two prompts per year to like kind of flesh out this city and build it. Um, the way that they do suggest to play it is just play one season. I don't, I don't really want to do that really, because I think, I think there's cool stuff that happens in later seasons that I kind of want to get to, but just be aware that like, it's a little bit of a, little bit of a hack of what we're, uh, what the book recommends.
1: Yes, sir. Facilitator, sir.
0: Okay.
2: (laughs) Swing in the other direction.
0: (laughs) Uh, already
2: I knew it would throw you I
1: just I'm sorry
0: I'm trying to I mean I'm trying to be accepting in the spirit of the game that this is a very nice and inclusive thing and then like Samara just, just lets the snark, snark come out just a little bit.
1: It was not snark. Imagine me as the cutest little crab you ever saw, being like, "Yes, sir, facilitator, sir. I'm here to, yeah, whatever you say. Let's let's do all the seasons." It was it was not meant with snark. It was meant with a, a, adorable. See, this is why maybe I'm the reason we can't. Do adorable
2: <laughs> <again>. <laughs> Maybe that's just
0: me knowing you too well, I guess. I don't know.
2: Or maybe Coral Gardens has a seedy underbelly that's about to reveal itself. (laughs) Yes.
0: Oh, the wrong side of the reef. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, so the next thing we do is we pick features of our town. Uh, From here, the town will grow. So there are, it says pick three to six, and there's a list of a couple here, or you can make up something similar. Uh, I'm just going to go through these. Uh, what is our town known for fertile and abundant farming ground caves filled with singing crystals, a blessed cemetery where we can hang out with happy chatty spirits, a candy store run by a retired hero, a bakery of magical pastries, a bookstore or library cared for by living stone statues, uh, an observatory where one can record messages from the stars, a workshop full of uh, helpful inventions, a town square for all town celebrations an artist street that include, uh, excuse me, that encourages the town folk to create and sell their art and a new arrival center for people moving in.
1: How many do we pick? We pick
0: between three to six.
1: I like the singing crystal cave idea.
0: I like that as well. That seems yeah. kind of apropos for. Um, Coral Garden. Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah, it's on theme. Mm-hmm. We should have a welcoming town square. I don't know if that has to be what. We're I was going to say that. But... Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah.
0: Well, what does the town square look like?
1: Maybe it's really—it's the most open part, right? If a lot of the places where we live and go are sort of built out of the coral, it's maybe the most sort of cleared out open area. So it's got like a, a sandy bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm imagining, Have you ever seen a fish kind of hovering over its nest, like a sunfish specifically? Mm. It's this this bowled out kind of sandy empty space and that's mm-hmm. that's what we were just describing that's but and a, it's surrounded by the coral maybe some kelp okay yeah
0: okay so kind of just it is just like a kind of a gathering space for like the whole town or something like that there's not like a carousel or something in the middle of town there is like a
1: I think there's maybe like a lot of I would say that there's a variety of representatives because we're a pretty diverse community Mm -hmm. so maybe there's like there's always representatives like it's always populated so even though there's not a lot of like structures there that there's like always somebody to talk to and greet you so like if you if you swam through here there would be somebody to to greet you and guide you on your way
2: okay maybe there's a marketplace set up there where different sea creatures can hawk their wares and trade and not in the whole thing because there's still an empty gathering space but it's a place where you where all are welcome
0: mm-hmm. yeah we can lay out a blanket so to speak and kind of like yeah set up what you want to what you want to sell or maybe set up a blanket and like start playing a C guitar what
1: play your play your crystals play your singing oh crystals.
0: playing the singing crystals yes. actually that's not a bad idea like it's it's like when you set up the glasses with different levels of water in it but and yeah. but it's the crystals.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: That sounds good. Couple more things. What what else do we want to have here?
2: I just had this flash of seahorses cuz mm-hmm. the the dads raise the kids, right? Mm-hmm. In, as seahorses, so maybe there's a playground daycare kind of part of the town where all the dads take care of <laughs> all the little
1: kids yeah i was thinking similarly i was like well maybe there's like like tied to that like some sort of like nursery there needs to be some place for like children i was like well there maybe there's like a nursery structure like a very safe coral structure where like the like eggs go to be incubated or born or whatever and are protected and then like attached to that is like where the the youngins play and or watched by their horsey dads yeah i like
0: that okay
1: an intentional, an intentional space for the youths. Yes, so there's like a focus on caring for the young, making sure that they're like born and entertained. Perfect,
2: and not eaten by giant fish. Yeah, yeah. I love finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like this place needs to have the equivalent of like a farmer's market, but so it's mm-hmm. it is like a fish market, but you're not actually selling fish. Obviously, you're selling like. Seaweed and kelp and like I don't know little bugs or something like that.
1: Yeah, different funguses or whatever it is that is your your liking. L- lichen?
2: L- lichen, lichen,
1: lichen, like lichen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know they're
2: <laughs> It should be called the fish market.
0: Yeah, we I just know. call it the fish like, market.
2: Just ironically here in Coral Gardens. <laughs>
0: The Coral Gardens Fish Market. Yes, I mean,
2: is this now Brooklyn themed? Should we? (laughs) I think
0: we're falling into the Brooklyn theme kind of naturally, but yes.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, should we have a cafe of some kind, restaurant?
0: What would they be serving?
1: Or are we more like? Is this a society that's more about? Because, like, we, I feel like we've established that we're kind of welcoming to outsiders with our square. We care for our young we have an appreciation for sort of creativity with this naturally occurring singing stone thing. We have a market. Is there, are we like a performative, like raucous sort of like, do we love a good concert gathering? Is that something that like people come like, what, what do people
0: in our community come together to do? I mean, I mean, I feel it was a concert that would probably happen in the town square. Yeah. Yeah. But like a gathering space of, I mean, we've got a couple of gathering spaces.
2: Well, what about in uh, a museum or an artist studio or a library was one of the options there? Mm.
1: Maybe something that's like, you know, it's a very cozy place. It's a very safe place, but maybe there's somewhere that catalogs like adventures that people who have like swum out into the depths and like seen things and like come back. Kind of a la uh, Ariel's Cave a little bit of like, mm. oh, I found this thing and brought it back. But also could be like, Oh, like the 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 skull of this crazy creature we didn't know exists. Like, what is this like anthropological thing? Um, so like a sort of cave of wonders.
2: I love that, and old timers can come and tell stories of yore, and everybody can gather and listen.
0: I like that mm-hmm. a lot. Wasn't Cave of Wonders from Aladdin?
1: most definitely it was
2: we don't have to go disney with this, no no no. Either. i mean, I mean <laughs> we were talking
1: about disney before but like i'm actually like not super pro disney so like we can lean out of it and so indoctrinated in me i know disney is so cozy to
2: us i'm especially that's really like the
0: renaissance period totally yeah
1: oh my god 90s disney is so cozy
2: so we know not the literal cave of wonders but cave of of curiosity is well so the crystals are in a cave right yes yeah so maybe not a cave a cove a cove of
1: a cove of
0: courage a cove of
2: storytellers cove Cove? the the...
0: Story story cove
1: story cove story cove story cove done done
0: yeah because like it's not only each of the items that are bring back that people bring back have a story but like people will actually tell stories there
3: Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think
0: we can also kind of blend that a little bit with like the idea of a cafe or something like that. It's like a place to go have a drink, but like tea, but like, what do you, you can't really have tea if you're an undersea creature. What do they drink? N-
1: no, you can, you can just have a delicious little, you know, plate of uh, seaweed. Okay.
2: I'm trying really hard not to have them eat each other. or <laughs> of. <Yeah. laughs> Uh sea creatures vegetarian town so yeah what's the signature beverage of coral gardens
1: maybe maybe it's something where like you surround the water right like it's something that you it it, like because most everything has to have gills to be down here of some nature Mm. so it's something about like you open up and let some sort of like Natural gas or some other sort of fl- you you swim around in a in a fun flavor and it and it feels good. Oh, so maybe
0: maybe it's like the equivalent of like an aromatherapy bar or something like that.
2: Yes, mm, perfect.
0: Yeah, but but it's not like it's not an actual odor. It is like an odor to the it's like a flavor to the water around you that you just kind of bathe in.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Is it crystal light? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, it could come from ground crystals, and it could be crystal light. That's true. That's Boy, this is going to just
0: be puns like left and right.
1: Listen, man, you started it with Carol Guard. No, I,
0: I, I'm fully, I'm fully culpable here. I understand this. <laughs> okay, okay. I think that's enough um, features of our town. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we pick friends of our town.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So these are neighbors we support and cherish each other. Our friends regularly visit our town. And again, there is a there is another uh, list here. I'm looking directly at merchant mermaids, mm-hmm. which seems a, like pretty on point. But let me yeah. run through them. Rabbits from the moon who often bring tea cakes and sky wine.
3: Nice. Uh,
0: royal bards attending their duties. A nomadic tribe of fortune tellers who bear good tidings. Uh, living trees towering in kind. Uh, merchant mermaids bearing treasure in all manner of sparkly things. Wish givers, ancient and mysterious, ancestral warriors who visit when the world's th- who visit when the world's thin I'm um, I don't know what that sentence is, sorry. Checking on your safety, <laughs> circus performers of all shapes and sizes, crystal beings of un- unparalleled song and grace offering healing, and spirit whisperers quiet and giving.
1: How many do we have?
0: Uh two to three.
2: I love mermaid merchants. Yeah, yeah
1: merchant mermaids is, is feels like a given.
3: Yeah,
1: maybe um, I also kind of like the the weird I I want something that feels a little bit more supernatural, whether or not they're like selkies or the crystal people Mm. or maybe I'm trying to think of other kind of magical sea creatures. It could be because we're all of a certain kind of. Scale up to a degree, and like whales seem like so extraordinary in scale. So it could be some kind of whale that comes by.
2: I was going to say the same thing. Open sea creatures are mm-hmm. our neighbors, and they can come through and go to Story Cove and tell story stories of or tales, if we wanted to keep with the puns <laughs> of uh, the <laughs> open and deep sea.
0: Mm. I wonder though, I because. I'm trying to think of this from the perspective of, like, we are a small town on a coral leaf and a whale, like a blue whale, is just like...
1: Yeah, no, the, oh yeah, no, too big, too big. Well, no, 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 but I but, I, but I,
0: think, I think it can work. I think if you kind of view them as kind of, like, not quite gods, but, like, beings of such immense and, un, you know, unimaginable stature mm-hmm. that they visit and they are, like, they're almost like Ents in a kind of way, like from Tolkien... Yeah. Like, very slow. They can talk, but they're very, like, riding the waves. They're very migratory. They kind of go everywhere. And, like, they're a good omen kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And they bring a lot of food with them, right? Because isn't there, like, a lot of different whales have, like, symbiotic relationships with, like, other creatures that, like, clean them or, like, eat barnacles or whatever. So, like, it's a good sign when they come by. And when they come by, it's like a new harvest of a certain kind of creature that we can farm off of it.
2: Yeah. I love that. Maybe they mark the seasons.
1: <gasps> yeah.
0: That's not a bad idea at all, actually. What should we call them? I think the whales is a little on the nose.
1: The mermaids are the mermaid merchants, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So the the whales are the timekeepers? Ooh.
0: Timekeepers can work. I love that. I'm glad you didn't say time lords because- I would, was close. I, I was know. close.
1: I know. There was a Doctor Who whale episode. I was, you know, I'm, I was there. But thinking I of I that exact there. episode.
0: Um,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. and Also,
2: I keep saying merchant mermaids like merchant marines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do we want another uh, group of friends? Do
2: you want to go a little more magical?
0: Sure. What are you thinking?
1: What are the, like, also thinking opposite in scale. What's the... What's the little tiny stuff that um, the the big big whales eat with their krill? krill? Krill, yeah, maybe like magic, like little krill swarms.
0: I feel like we're the krill though. Like, I, like a krill could be like a townsperson.
3: Oh, That's no. fair enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, but wait, so how big do we get though? Because we have to accommodate more. Like, we're we're a variety of scouts. Like krill, I think krill can live here, but like well, of course, everyone's living.
2: welcome. Yeah,
1: exactly. And we could go up to, like, octopus size. And I think the merchant mermaids can come through comfortably to give their wares. Yes. So we're, I feel like that's maybe mm. the the max capacity height scale of things is, is mermaid scale. Okay. So that the whales are still extraordinary, but, like, a mermaid is reasonable in our community. Mm-hmm.
0: Are we are, are the sea creatures we're thinking of actual size, like seahorses, seahorse size? Or are we thinking that they're like Animal Crossing villagers, or Like everything is kind of vaguely comparable in size?
2: Oh, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. I mean,
0: in comparable which case... like in
2: size is fair. I think the, like, krill can be notably smaller yeah, than yeah. the octopi and turtles and sort of the way you were saying, Mike, about how everybody speaks the same cozy language. Mm. They all be on the same cozy scale. At least close.
1: Yeah, it feels more like for like a fantasy comparison of like the way that gnomes and dwarves and humans and elves can kind of all live in a same area. Yeah, vaguely. All right.
0: Um, so the krill would be these smaller people, or those villagers. Oh, sorry, what did we what did we land on there? I guess.
2: What about jellyfish being mm. ghostly somehow mm-hmm. or mysterious?
1: The well, they could carry so so if if whales are a good omen and the merchant mermaids, you know, bring goods and tales and things from afar our jellyfish neighbors, maybe they're like the the like the newsies, like the newsboys, right? Like they sort of like kind of come through and depending on whatever, maybe they're like magical in that like the colors that they like radiate with and light up like. I know not all jellyfish like aren't actually like this but this idea of like yeah they come in like a neon light sign like the jellyfish were bright green which means that like on the surface or somewhere else like they come with good news or something I don't know.
2: Yeah, they bring news of the sea.
0: They're like um traveling newsboys? I don't know. I don't know the right way to kind of contextualize this, yeah. I guess. Like
2: couriers of some nature. Yeah, messengers. Messengers?
1: Yeah like I could send well no because then they're not really a neighbor they really would just live with us if I was like going to be like I got to send a jellyfish to my uncle over you know down in Burham Hill <laughs> um, So maybe they're I like the jellyfish because they do feel like a bit different yeah. and I want I want like I I I am somehow really drawn to this like really leaning into them like lighting up in a cool way but maybe Maybe when the jellyfish come through, because if that's the way that like you have like cool drinks and stuff, like jellyfish bring the party. Like when the jellyfish are there, they can like irradiate or like electrify the air, and like you want to be around drinking in that water
2: when they're around.
0: They
1: make are it
2: they like, lighting radical. up
0: the Times Square at night.
2: The Times Square, the Town Square, the Town Square,
0: oh, the yeah, Town Square, Square. And I like that idea as a as a supplement to that. What if they the they are the creatures that live in the singing caves.
2: Mmm. Ooh, I love that.
0: And then they come out They come out into the town, but that's where they go back at night. And at night, they don't really sleep, but, but you have this soft, like, singing music all throughout it, and that's where they just kind of chill for the night.
2: Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I think that works. Do we want a different name for them?
2: The Jams? The Jams?
1: <laughs> the uh, Jams. Yes. Done. Done. <laughs> I love
0: it. Jams. Okay.
2: So many puns.
0: Again, it lends to it. One last bit of uh, town building before we get into gameplay. Upcoming events.
3: Hmm.
0: Uh, These are celebrations to look forward to as the the year passes. Keep in mind that events don't happen on their own. You'll have to work together as a community to bring them to life. Hmm. And these are kind of like... Like festival names or like, you know, holiday names or something like that. And there's a bunch here. I'm not gonna list them all, but like like the lantern festival or the spooky fun day or something like that.
2: The Crystal Cave Jamboree.
0: I think you got you got one in one. Perfect. <laughs> 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 and we need uh sorry, is it three to four events?
1: Maybe something Tied to the kids hatching day. Yeah. Or like the, maybe not necessarily like a birthday, but like a, like a trial, like the first, like the big swim where like the first time, Mm. like all the little ones are taken like a little bit further out. than the town. I like
2: the big swim,
0: the big swim. I like that too. Uh, One more. We got like a life cycle one. We have kind of like a party one.
2: Like a
0: harvest or uh a... i how about how about remembrance day or something like that hmm. like it's like it's not like a like a somber thing but it's a it's ooh how about the, it is a it is a storytelling day mm-hmm. um you tell the stories yeah. that have happened over the past year
1: and the best one goes in the cave the cove yep.
0: gets written in like the book of stories in the cave or something like mm-hmm.
1: that mm-hmm.
0: yeah i like that a lot what did i say what was what what was the we didn't th-
1: have storytelling or you the, call it a storytelling day? The the the, the tail mm.
0: Yarn spinning day? I don't know.
1: Ooh. I mean, yarn isn't really something that is sea people. That's see. fair. That's fair. But um
0: spinning? I like spinning that
1: direction. Day? Yeah, I like that direction. <laughs> oh man. It's like I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah.
0: Oh. Hold on. Thesaurus.com.
2: I can't get tail out of my head. That doesn't work in a I know auditory medium.
0: Myth making day, Mm -hmm. stories of the sea festival.
1: Oh, getting closer! I like (laughs) 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 this. Yeah. What do sailors tell?
0: They. I feel that's a yarn.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean they sing shanties. Oh, it's right
3: there.
0: I know it's it's the so close.
1: Heroes' holiday, the the <laughs> just go <laughs> really the day where we all get together and we tell stories of our adventures <laughs> from the past year.
2: When in doubt, describe.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm... <laughs> I feel it's got like there's like a perfect name out there in the ether that we're all trying to grab at, and it's like
2: I know
1: I'm I yeah. feel that I'm poking just at it, and it just won't.
0: Let's come back to it. I I, okay. I think I think the more okay. we think about it, the more it's gonna. But I'm just gonna put it down as like.
1: Oh gosh, you're gonna hate me. I was thinking of like twenty thousand leagues under the sea, no, and no. I literally was like, this is the best idea ever. The League of Legends. <laughs> Samara. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fully aware. It's a trademark game. I know where it came from. I'm and just-
0: One of the biggest we- games in the world at the moment. Yeah,
1: no, definitely had a moment where I was like, this is a genius idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you're not wrong. It is a genius yeah, idea.
1: It is a genius idea. Somebody just had it before yeah. me.
0: <laughs> and then trademarked it and turned very litigious. Yes. Um <laughs>
2: So Zelda day, is that what we're going to Yeah. Oh, the Ocarina of
1: time.
0: <laughs> All right. We're going to go to break <laughs> right Ocasters now. Um, <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Um, this might be a good place to take a quick break. Cause this is, again, this is like right on the edges of our, our brains at the moment. Yeah. And we're about to head into the, uh, the game proper. Uh, we've built our town more or less. Um, and now we're going to get into like some of the, some of the little wrinkles that are going to get into it. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. (music) Seesaw day. We figured it out.
1: Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did it. I love it. We also had to cut two hours of pod while we figured it out.
0: Yeah, we're recording the next day now. Um, yeah, I'm coming
2: to you four days later.
0: We wanted to get it right for you, dear audience, and mm-hmm. and, and and you get seesaw day. Um,
2: get
0: see-saw. <laughs> no, it's the just sees- the seesaw. I'm sorry, just the seesaw. The seesaw. It's what you saw in the sea. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Alrighty, so we are now going to get into the actual gameplay here. Okay, so there is a full like thing for the facilitator to say here, so I'm going to go through that. Each turn of play is a passing week in our town. On their turn, the active player will draw a card and refer to our town oracle. There's a matching question and or event for each card, and the active player makes a choice and follows the instructions in bold. We can discuss it as a group a little bit, but the person whose turn it is has the final say. Next, the active player can choose one of three actions. A feature of our town grows or changes in some way, a friend of our town visits for a little while, or our town prepares for an event. I'll help you figure out how to play these actions. If we feel like chiming in or suggesting things, we can, but we should always respect the active player and what they'd like to happen. Okay, I'm going to be using a card draw deck here. Uh, And we go through different suits, basically. Uh, And each suit represents a season. Um, We're going to start in spring, which is the suit of hearts. And we're going to draw, as we mentioned before, Each one of us is going to draw one card two times, so we're going to go in a circle. Okay. So who would like to go first? I'll go. Okay, Samara. I'm going to draw a card. Draw a good one. Uh, You got the two of hearts. On a two, uh, something special about our town is discovered. What is it? Oh, uh, okay. Sorry, I missed a step here. We also have a map. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we necessarily even need to want to use the map, because like... I feel like we can talk through it. Like, I don't know necessarily how the map kind of really adds to it. Uh, This is mainly so to keep me from, like, foisting my horrible drawing skills on you, you folk.
2: Yeah, we can do theater of the mind. There's only so well that you
1: can draw with a point-and-click mouse, to be fair. Good point.
0: Yeah, no, fair, totally. Um, And it does say here, like, just straight up in the book, um, if a map doesn't work for everyone playing, anything that records the details and cool bits of your town is great. I think we can go ahead with that. All right, so sorry, two of hearts. Uh, some, uh something special about our town has discovered what is it or someone new arrives and they move in who are they and how does our town make them feel welcome
1: um okay i'm going to say that okay i'm going to say that a, a group of a, a school if it's a por- appropriate a family a family of shrimp creatures move in and they are very skilled at cool water acrobatic and, like, synchronized swimming.
0: Okay. Uh, they're,
1: they're quite the, the – they're an entertaining bunch. And they are made to feel welcome by being incorporated into one of the jelly jams or – what do we call it? The, <laughs> uh,
2: the, the jamboree. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Or the jams. Just the jams. The jams, the jams. Yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: They are, you know, quickly upon arriving, someone in the town square, uh, let's say the um, the the wizened octopus who lives in our town, like, sees some talent in that shrimp family. And I was like, we have this thing called the jams. It's going to be a great way for you to meet people, see what we're about. But I think you got to bring those like synchronized swimming acrobatic skills and show people what you're about. So we have some super cool swimming shrimp.
0: Shrimp crobats is that a thing? Shrimp crobats,
1: shrimp shrimp crobats, shrimp crobats. No, Shrimp-crobats? 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 No, uh, no, that doesn't work. Bad, synchronized- bad mouthfeel. Synchronized shrimps. Synchronized shrimps. Synchronized shrimps. Okay. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Cool. So they are set up, they are set up, you said, uh, by the jams, by the caves where the jams live?
1: They, they perform, they're made to feel welcome by performing in the jams, and they, they get settled in their own kind of coral area. Okay.
0: Um, now you take another action, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm just going to go through these actions one by one uh, first. First, a feature of our town grows or changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, point to a feature of our town, tell everyone at the table how it grows or changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says change this feature on the map to reflect this growth or change, but I think we can talk through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everyone else at the table briefly says how the townsfolk react to this. Another action you can take, a friend of our town visits for a little while. Describe which friends come to visit. Tell everyone at the table how our town becomes better for it. Everyone else at the table describes one of the townsfolk who leaves for a while. Uh, where do they go? What do they do? And uh, will it take them a while to come back? Uh, prepare for an event. Describe which event our town is preparing for. Tell everyone what the goal of the event is. Everyone else at the table describes how our town ne- needs to prepare for the event.
1: Um, what are we? So, can you remind me the names? We have the seesaw, obviously, and then we have the the big swim mm-hmm.
0: and the crystal cave jamboree.
1: So, I'm gonna say that we're gonna prepare for an event. With these synchronized shrimps that have just shown up, we're preparing for a, 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 a big cave jamboree. We did like a jam session, but not a jamboree. Okay. Uh, just to see what these synchronized shrimps were about. But now we're preparing for a big cave jamboree. Because now we know these synchronized shrimps are going to bring it to the next level.
2: Plus, you said it's spring. And spring is a really good time for a jamboree. Yes. Like late spring, early summer. Everybody's wants to get out in the streets and dance and have a good time. Perfect. The water currents are warm. Yep. Sunny. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So tell everyone what the goal of the event is. I mean, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's a giant music festival, right? More or less.
3: It's a jam,
1: baby. Yeah. To have the best Arts and entertainment experience, concert experience.
0: Okay. Everyone else at the table describes how our town needs to prepare for the event.
2: Mm. So many permits. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we have some sort of a, like a talent scout or maybe even Mm. not necessarily Mm. auditions, but the known performers of the town come through and and pitch their part of the jamboree. So we have the synchronized shrimp and Mm -hmm. maybe there's a...
1: But does like the operatic octopus even perform anymore? Like somebody's got to go around and have those conversations. That's true. Is everybody in this town inherently a shy performer and needs to be hard recruited with some gift baskets or something?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think... I think the ones that want to perform, everyone kind of knows that they're going to want to perform, but mm-hmm. that's not enough for a full card, so they need to pull some people who are more shy out of it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, uh, uh, Sheila the baby shark is going to you know get up and sing, and we all know that.
1: Yeah, she loves singing; can't shut her
2: up. So maybe the jams for this group of jellyfish they hold auditions for this year's new debut performance and everyone in the town is invited.
0: I think that makes sense. Yeah. I think everyone who wants to try out can like try out for it. Yeah. I think also like, I think the jamboree grounds need to be prepared. Mm -hmm. So like the sand needs to be evened and like
1: the crystals have to be tuned.
0: The crystals have to be tuned. (laughs) Like the little driftwood benches need to be set up for people who don't uh, want to sit in the sand. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Anyone with bioluminescence is brought through to co- either choreograph a light show or just be the lights for the festival.
1: Billy the Blowfish or the the what's the what's the one that has I mean I know it's a deep sea creature but it's magical who cares what's the one that has the little
2: like the little light
1: bait. on the tentacle yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Always the spotlight never in the spotlight Exactly <laughs> I don't know
2: what they're called They're it's not a
0: angler fish, right angler fish yeah, angler
2: thank you. You. Yeah. they're also frequently bad guys and i like to think that they're the the heroes of our town because they yeah, provide light for everyone
0: they're literally light
2: bringers absolutely yeah but i think they're also like a union <laughs> The angler yeah fish yeah union.
1: i mean you you can color them with like because we know that they sort of have a rap as being always perceived as like bad guys that like maybe they're like cute grumpy yeah, you know, like they're like, ah, <laughs> ah, I'll light you. Okay.
0: <laughs> We're all members of the old uh, lamplighter guild or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But they do it right every they time. Do.
1: Every Give time. Reputation. <laughs> Nothing if not professional. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alrighty. Um. So there's one other step to this. Uh. The active player then has to decide how long it takes. It says here we use the six sided die. Uh. But I'm mm-hmm. just gonna mark down. And that it basically every every turn that goes down by one. So how long do you think it'll take? Think of like one turn as one turn is like a week, essentially.
1: I think it would take three weeks to get the auditions done, set everything up, and feel like you're rehearsed. You've done the show and you're ready for a jamboree.
0: I think that makes sense.
2: Yep, sounds good to me.
0: So that was Samara's turn. Uh, Kate, why don't you go? Okay. You get the King of Hearts. The face cards are a little bit uh weird because uh there is no choice here, but it's kind of a big thing. Ooh. A mayor is elected. Who who are they and how do they serve the town?
2: Oof, no pressure.
0: Yeah, I know, that's a big one.
2: <laughs> Who's the mayor of this town we're inventing? There is something about an octopus that is very authoritative to me. Literally okay. eight hands can get a lot done. Very wise, as you mentioned earlier. I think it's an octopus. And that octopus's name is Ocho. Ocho? Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, Ocho. like eight. Okay, no, I get it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you got it. It
0: took me a minute. What?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Best I could do.
0: Um, what uh, What? Uh, what does Ocho, Ocho look like?
2: I'm going to go with Madam Ocho, though.
0: Madam Ocho. Mayor
2: Madam Ocho.
0: You have to use the full title.
2: Yes, of course.
0: What do they look like?
2: So she is uh, kind of a grayish blue, very shiny and sheened and polished, if you will. Underneath her tentacles are this, not to be I'm being literal, not plenty, when I say coral, like a a pink kind of kind of coral color underneath her tentacles. Mm. Um, She's I'd say a medium sized octopus. She's not the biggest. She's not super teeny, but she has a very big presence. And she's very warm and she's elected mayor because she's just beloved by the town. She's the kind of person who knows your name, your birthday, asks about your kids by name, and not in a politician kind of way, but in a really authentic way. I like Ocho.
0: She's got like right. very strong like like auntie vibes. I don't yeah. know.
2: Her friends call her Mammy. Prince Corn, Mammy Ocho. Mammy Ocho.
0: Okay. And you get an action Uh, feature of the town grows or changes friend of our town visits for a little while, or you could start another event, but we're kind of in the middle of that, I guess.
2: Yeah. We've got our hands full with the jamboree. Mm -hmm. I think the merchant mermaids come on through and they've they've got a whole new um, collection of wares that they have assembled from out there in the deep sea. And they're setting up shop in the town square and open for business. Maybe one of them or a handful of them go to the crystal cave and tell some stories for the kids about what they've seen. They bring the things that they've acquired and they show them off and some are for sale. Yeah.
0: What are they what do they usually trade in, I guess?
2: I think of mermaids as going through shipwrecks and just mm-hmm. maybe again, maybe that's the the Disney and the zeitgeist, but <laughs> it's it's classic
3: mermaid
1: lore. It's classic mermaid lore. That's
2: right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's let's, let's, let's decouple it from Disney. <laughs> Mermaids love sunken ships. Me I feel like too. we can find many a tale of a mermaid and a sunken ship.
0: <laughs> okay. So there's something like oddities and like things from other. Like cultures that we've never seen and stuff mm-hmm. like that.
2: Or maybe sea glass too. different, interesting items that the ocean provides if you know where to
1: look i feel like mermaids like sparkly stuff yeah. either really like strange oddities that feel like to them alien tech or like sparkly shinies yeah
0: as part of that um everyone else at the table describes one of the townsfolk who leaves for a while uh where do they go and what do they do
1: mm. i think that i'm gonna say that the Philippe, the electric eel, is going to find a mate. Okay. Then he's, he's been alone for a long time. Uh, and the uh, magical electric eels of this area um have to go on a journey
0: to find a mate. Is it kind of like a like a kind of feel to it? Or like yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, great. Yes. The, the 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 Philippe has spent his childhood, he's done the big swim. He's, you know, he 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 harvests seaweed and, and brings it to market, has lived a very cozy life, um, but knows that it's time to go, like, see what's out there in the world and find his mate. Whether or not they're in a cozy town or not, or not, you know, he's, he's about to find out. He's just going to follow his heart. He's got to follow his heart. His, there's an electric pulse that, like, will guide him there. He exactly. just sort of knows it in his gut. Yeah.
0: Okay, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think he's, like, going out, he's leaving the nest, so to speak. He's, like, mm-hmm. seeing what's out there. Maybe he comes back, maybe he doesn't. Who knows? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't know. He doesn't know where he's going to settle. What about you,
0: Mike? Well, I i mean, I i agree with you. I mean, like, I don't we think I need to pick make
2: one. There's
1: not two that we pick. There's just the one.
0: Oh, it says everyone at the table describes one of the town. It, it's kind of ambiguous.
2: Like, either it's collaborative or we yeah. each have one. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if you like, you can jump on that Philippe train. It's
2: electric.
0: <laughs> Boogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> I couldn't
2: help ready. myself. I'm sorry.
0: I know. I know. I was going to, if like you didn't car. say it, I would have said it a second after that. Was,
2: we were all thinking it. It's jamboree season, kids. <laughs> I know. It's jamboree season. It's I'm the ready. air. Or the water. <laughs> <laughs> Also going, by the way, going back to the mermaids, I think maybe they, some of them have captured birds in like bubbles of air, the way that we would bring fish home to live in a little fishbowl and they can sell them as pets to people. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) parrots in a a bubble.
0: How do you feed them?
2: Don't worry about it. It's magic. They're fine. The birds are fine. They can breathe. They can eat. They're doing great. It's a
1: cozy town. Everyone's fine. Exactly.
0: I guess that makes sense. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Oh, it is my turn.
1: And another week passes towards the Jamboree, so we're two weeks away from from the Jamboree. Okay.
0: I have drawn the Ten of Hearts. Ten. A new lovely forest suddenly appears nearby. Who lives there? Uh, Or... There is a new birth in our town. Tell us a bit about the family and their lives. I'm going to say one of the families around town, the family of seahorses,
3: mm-hmm.
0: have been expecting for a while. And I think that finally, like, you know, they've been worrying about like, you know, oh, is it going to be too close to the festival? Or is it we going to miss the festival or something like that? You know, names. Um, What's a seahorse name?
1: Oh and well you, you know do you want to go equine or equine or do you want to go more
0: sea focused
2: do you want it to be sea biscuit? Is that a little too? No, is that a little
0: too? That's anonymous? a little too. Yeah. yeah, I I appreciate it.
2: Or <laughs> they have a certain
1: when you think of seahorses if you had to think of a particular culture do seahorses feel like Spaniards or or or, or Frenchies or
0: oh oh so we're gonna do appropriation okay
1: um we 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 don't have to we could go mythological we could go santa's little
2: helper
0: actually i like mythological
2: okay
0: i think it is the 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 seahorse mom is juno okay juno the seahorse mom uh finally has they have i think they just have one at a time i don't think they have like a litter, or like eggs, or anything like that. I think it is a live. Doesn't birth. matter.
1: It's magic. They're magic seahorses. They could be whatever you want.
0: I know, but I want it to be authentic. You
1: know. Okay, fair enough.
0: I think they that is their is their first child. They have been waiting for a long time for this to happen, and I think it finally happens. Uh, Juno and. Oh, here you go.
1: I just wanted to. If you want to be authentic, Mike. Depending on the species, seahorses can deliver from five to more than one thousand babies at a time. Wow. Unfortunately. Only about five out of every thousand survive to adulthood.
2: That's why this is such a miracle.
0: Yeah.
1: So having one that they think is going to actually survive is 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 pretty miraculous.
0: Okay, we're going to say one. I think if only because I don't want to think of a thousand names. Um.
1: <laughs> well, no, but only five in a thousand would survive, and that feels kind of dark. For Kobe yeah, a
0: little down. bit, a little bit
1: dark. Yeah. So it's, we'll do the, the the one miraculous Seahorse child.
0: Uh. Well, I think I think Juno and. Chronos, Chronos, the seahorse. Why yeah, not? Great, I'm I going. Do. I'm going weird Greek mythology here. i in. They have a. They have a son, and his name is Nestor.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Love it. Love
0: it. I think. I think seahorses grow up rather quickly, mm-hmm. so he'll be able to swim around to the to the jamboree when it's ready.
2: Great. Love it.
0: And for my for my action, a feature of our town grows or changes. Mm-hmm. I think I think just because like there's so much activity happening around the uh the the crystal caves-hmm I think the crystal caves are a little bit out of town and I think that they're like with all the people coming and going they've kind of worn a kind of a natural road from the city to the cave and I feel that like that's becoming more of a major thoroughfare it's easier to get to the caves now so they're going more often to hang out with jams and whatnot as well mm-hmm Perfect. Oh, and I I realized I just usurped your part in this. Everyone else at the table briefly says how the townsfolk react to this.
2: Overjoyed. Yeah. Happy to
1: have easier access.
0: And I will tick down the festival clock. And we are back around to Samara.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Are we still in spring?
0: We are still in spring. Okay. You get the ace of spring. An unexpected visitor arrives. How do they change our town for the better? Or two or more townsfolk fall in love or create a new friendship. Who are they?
1: Mm, I'm going to say that a particularly precocious clownfish and a, I just now realized I know nothing about fish. (laughs) Um, I was like, and another fish is zebrafish. A zebrafish exists in this world. It's a magical Um, world of make-believe. Yeah, yeah, okay, so a particularly precocious clownfish and a rather shy zebrafish form a bond-budding a romance mayhaps whilst they are all the hubbub of getting ready for the jamboree is happening. And it turns out that the zebrafish is actually quite a skilled... Basically, the zebrafish can make really like put on a really cool bubble show, um, and can really control them in a way that is particularly spectacular. But wouldn't dare like show anybody. And the clownfish like has spent a lot of time trying to build up the zebrafish's confidence and working on this routine because the clownfish really wants to perform in the jamboree. The clownfish is named Gerard, and the zebrafish is named Michael. (laughs) <laughs> and they uh, worked on this routine under the auspices of like just exploring some creative things, but the clownfish really wanted to audition for the jamboree. And you know, like any good insert any movie about performers finding their way to each other in the heat of the moment, that like it's a budding, it's a budding romance under the pressure of like the oncoming jamboree auditions and the opportunity to perform. Ooh. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hmm. I feel like Gerard like pops the bubbles in a cool way that like Michael like makes in a
2: spiral. I don't, you know, is that your imagination? Is that their meet cute? Yeah, yeah. Michael's yeah. just oh boy making bubbles, just sort of on his own in some private yes. corner of the playground or something, and 100%. then Gerard comes up and just pops them and then runs away and. Then Yes,
1: yes. And then before you know it, they're like spinning in a water cyclone of like bubbles and and fins and it's it's, you know, their gills are breathing heavy and they look into each other's adorable, magical eyes and, you know,
0: something's budding there.
1: (laughs) Do I move on to my action now or do I have to answer something else about their romance? Because I could obviously (laughs) do this all day.
0: No, no, no. I know. Like, this is your forte here. Uh, You're in your element. (laughs) I mean, you can keep talking about them if you like.
1: I mean, we're really good, but it might get weird here in a minute. So yep, okay. is it my action now? It
0: is your action now. It is your action now.
1: We'll write their fan uh, fiction later. Yeah, I'll write their fan fiction. Uh, just go to my Tumblr. Uh, okay. <laughs> a feature grows or changes. And I'm going to say that the town square has expanded, that nobody was living in or using a section of coral that was abutting the big sort of welcome square. But as the synchronized shrimp family came in and were rather active and didn't really have a practice space. They were enthusiastically practicing in the square. Cause you know, everybody's so hopped up on Jamboree juice right now, like just the vibe mm. and uh, some coral got knocked down. And so now the, the square is widened.
0: I think the town folk are a little, I think this maybe leads to consternation in some spaces,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, okay, this is kind of a, you know, people are kind of hoping this is kind of a temporary thing and like, You know, it's just, you know, once the jamboree is over, maybe the square is not so busy and loud at all times. But I think generally speaking, there's more of a feeling of like, this is nice. Kind of been going on for a minute, but like, yeah.
3: There's
2: some people who don't love jamboree prep.
0: Yes, they love the jamboree. They don't like the prep in their backyard.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, especially now that structural changes are happening. And we got the road, which, okay, infrastructure can be helpful, but now the square is expanding in a pretty permanent way. Mm-hmm. So what's this going to look like on the other side of this jamboree?
3: Mm hmm.
0: Oh, we're yeah. about to find out.
2: Caution. Because oh, is it jamboree time? It is
0: jamboree time. Yes. Uh, when preparations are complete, <laughs> there, there's literally like this is the only instructions. When preparations are complete, the table can narrate the event together. Have fun i mean i think I think it starts off like people are gathering and whatnot, and like there's like there's like a little there's a literal band shell set up um
2: I see what you did there yeah
0: i'm <laughs> I, at this point we just gotta get into it um
2: Come on coral gardens, I think Mayor Madame Ocho. Welcomes everyone.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Is Mayor Madame Ojo any kind of performer? Like, do they play an instrument or sing, or is it just their joie de vivre? Just their joie de vivre. Compelling public speaker that everyone loves.
2: Yeah, she's all about allowing the talent of the town to really shine. So she doesn't mm. want to overtake too much of the show. She's just there to not necessarily MC, but to welcome and to usher in. Mm-hmm. I would say the
1: structure of the evening of the program is you start off with some fan favorites. We know we've seen them for the past couple of years. They're solid openers. Then you pad them with some like new talent. Maybe Gerard and Michael make their debut here and, you know, maybe have their dirty
0: dancing moment. Oh, oh go go into detail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael is dancing, spinning on stage and then down through the audience at the front doors, Gerard sort of is looking uh, rather, you know, dashing and sort of swimming back and forth with, uh, you know, shoulders going to and fro and eventually starts strutting his way towards the stage until Michael in a flurry of bubbles jumps off the stage and into Gerard's fins. And they spin together as seemingly uh, Gerard is holding Michael up in the air as they spin in a flurry of, like, bubbles and and, and swimming. And the anglerfish are, like, putting sharp beams of light through the bubbles. And it just, like, it looks like the coolest strobe light amazingness show. And, you know, maybe there's a little fish pucker kiss in there. I don't know. You can't tell. The lighting is weird. Like, if you were looking at the right... You know, Shaft of Light. Could you see their first kiss? Were we all there for that moment where they crossed that line? I don't know. Who knows? You'll have to follow my Tumblr to find out.
2: <laughs> mm. Only they know. And the crowd is going bananas.
1: Bananas. Yeah. Great debut for Gerard Absolutely. and Michael.
0: And I think the, uh, aside from that, I think the, the the big, big like headline thing of the night is like the jams come out. Mm -hmm. And I think at first it's just kind of one, just kind of like lazily drifting towards the stage. He starts glowing a little bit and you hear a little bit of like crystal singing from the crystals that have been set up and then more come out and they're all these different colors and then more come out. And this is big swirling, almost twirling around the entire crowd and stage and whatnot Mm -hmm. with the lights going and the singing uh, choral going and I think that it slowly slowly builds to the point where they all kind of like flow back towards the stage and they kind of drift in a way that you don't quite know how they're like like, what are they doing you know Mm -hmm. and then they just turn into a giant heart and I think they all, in unison, glow pink.
2: And then yes. one at a time, the synchronized shrimp start to do like Cirque du Soleil type moves. They're coming down. There's kelp falling from the, the, yes. the, the top of the bandshell. And they're twirling around. They're bouncing off the tops of the jams. And just the perfect bow on this incredible performance.
1: Mm-hmm. The theme of this jamboree was love. It really feels like it was it was an inspired romantic jamboree.
0: It's a spring jamboree.
1: It is a spring
2: jamboree. That's right. What can we say?
0: <laughs> and that All was right. the Crystal Cave Jamboree.
2: That was a Crystal uh, Cave Jamboree. Rousing success. <laughs> yes. Okay. The Coral Chronicle gave it five-star <laughs> reviews. <laughs>
0: Five star fish reviews. I mean, if we're going to do this, yeah.
2: On kelp.
0: (laughs) Thanks for joining us tonight. We're going to stop right here.
2: It's been uh, been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. You were great. Welcome anytime. For my first and last podcast.
0: (laughs) Well, all right. It is your turn now, uh, Kate. So you, you have drawn the Eight of Hearts. Okay. There's a new place that, hel- that can help tired and cranky townsfolk rechar- recharge and feel better. What is it? Or someone in our town leaves looking for answers. Who are they? What are they looking for? And how did the town help prepare them for their journey?
2: No, I think after the Jamboree, we're going to need a healing space for cranky residents. So I'm going to mm. go with option A. I think maybe traditionally... The day after the Jamboree, there's a picnic. It doesn't have to be in the – we've spent a lot of time in the square. And let's face it, the square is probably a mess the day after the Jamboree. Probably. I want to say maybe in the Kelp Forest. um, Okay. Close by, like sort of off – it's still in town, sort of a Central Park kind of situation, a Prospect Park situation, I guess, keeping with our theme. Um, Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a low-key kind of hangover, post-jamboree, chill, gathering opportunity. And the only people who are going to go are the ones who either didn't go to the jamboree or are still riding high of the jamboree. So it's a very like pleasant, low-key atmosphere. And there Mm -hmm. are blankets laid out everywhere. And... There's, I'd say there are banquet tables set up all around the edge of where the blankets are set up. And the banquet tables have just, like local businesses have donated baked goods and fresh flowers and the, the undersea equivalent of all of these things. There's um, <laughs> mm. delicious beverages available. I don't know. What do you guys think? What would a, what would a post-jamboree chill picnic it's like a come down
1: space, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. you you it was for weeks you prepared for this. It happened. What do you do with all these feelings? It was very love-charged. So perhaps if you're somebody like our friend the electric eel who went to go find a mate, like maybe you don't have someone and all these feelings of love are a little bit overwhelming. So it's a chance for community to come together to be like, We know romance was the theme, but it's okay. Like we love each other, like it's a very affirming and a reminder that as wonderful as the Jamboree is, like, we're really just about community and that it's all just like cozy and good times here, guys. Like, you know, focus less on what you don't have or that the Jamboree's done, that you maybe don't have a love and and more on that we have each other and this beautiful kelp forest and, you know, the amazing lichen biscuits (laughs) from, you know, the blowfish baker. Exactly. Exactly.
0: I mean, I, I think of it almost like the, uh, it's like the breakfast, the day after the wedding for the wedding party kind yes,
1: of thing. Yeah. 100%. Yes,
2: exactly. That's what I was going for.
1: <laughs> that yeah. is the energy. 100%. Yeah. There's
2: yeah. Again, the undersea equivalent of bagels. <laughs> for
0: <everyone>. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I, I'm, I'm still looking for the C pun for bagels, I but know. okay, maybe we should move on. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, and you get an action.
2: Oh, remind me what they are.
0: They are uh, a feature of a town grows or changes, a friend of our town visits for a little while, or a town prepares for an event.
2: Well, the day after the Jamboree, right on time, as happens every season, we get a timekeeper visit. Mm. Okay. So a, a big, what we understand to be whales, um, as everybody's at this picnic and they're celebrating all the different Types of love that one can can engage in. There's community and there's family, more than just the romantic love of the jamboree. There's this gentle shadow that sort of falls over the crowd, and just in passing, it's not an ominous shadow. You know, it's 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 the visual equivalent of the clock striking noon. It's just
3: mm.
2: mm-hmm. an understood event that just. It kind of brings everyone together in a way because everyone just gets on the same page know, Oh, the timekeepers has arrived. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think as part of that, uh, so the, uh, the part of it is uh, everyone else at the table describes one of the townsfolk who leaves for a while. I think that there are some like, I don't know, teenagers or slightly younger. One of their things that, you know, that they do is like, they, they go for a swim with the timekeepers and they just kind of drift in their wake
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh for a little bit. Not for very long, you know, maybe for the afternoon or something like that. But I think that they're just kind of like Again, it's that same vibe in the post the post Jamboree thing. Everyone's kind of just kind of vibing. And I think they're just gonna <laughs> just kind of roll in the wake. I think it's like every kind of creature comes along and just kind of drifts in it. Uh in like the like the behind space behind them.
1: Look, man, I just like totally was listening to those music crystals last night, and the way they were vibrating and like vibing my gills. And then you know, tomorrow it's gonna be hot when the timekeepers show up. You just ride that wave, man. You just ride it. Pop in for a sea bagel, sea,
2: sea sea biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. We found it. There's a croissant crustacean. Situation, I
3: can't
2: oh, quite make yes. happen. Um, crustacean, crustaceans Chustace- 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 Chustace-
1: Chustace- 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 But then that sort of is leaning into a little bit of cannibalism. I, 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 I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. We're figuring it out. They're named now. for
2: crustaceans. They're not made yes, of
1: crustaceans. Yes, 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 yes. Just like what is what, like elephant
0: ears? Yeah, the,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Mike, take us th- take us through the end of
0: spring. All right, let's go to the end of spring here. Uh, the last card that is drawn is the six. And the six is someone discovers a charming commodity that we can use and trade with other towns. Or someone or something from the past appears. How do they want to help our town? Mm. There's some options here. This is kind of a mix of the two, but I think in the in the, the passing of the timekeepers. They displace a lot of water when they come through. It's like it's like a very windy, the equivalent of uh, when they pass. Um, and I think as they pass this time, they the the sand around the town kind of kicks up a little bit, and it shows that there is a shipwreck uh, not too far from the town that has been preserved under the sand for all these years. And I think that they unearth it slightly and then people start to explore it.
3: Mm.
0: I think, you know, first like, you know, the curators of the museum and whatnot, but eventually like kids and all that kind of stuff. And I think this is a big ship. So you can't, you can't just explore all of it all at once. And I think it is a place for like adventures and whatnot that you can find little oddities and like little, like, um, uh, like weird coins and like weird little, like, statues that have been sunk in, uh, with the thing. And that is where, uh, people can go to explore.
2: Nice. Fabulous.
0: And I get to take an action. Um, I'm going to say a feature of the town changes. I think as part of this with there's so many uh, new things being found and whatnot that the story Cove which kind of houses all of these items, I think that they have to build an annex uh which is just like it's part like extension to the to the museum part of it but also like part gift shop for travelers coming through if they want a piece of the want something from the shipwreck and <laughs> yeah. whatnot so it's a place where people can go and view all these things but they can also take a small piece of it away if they like
1: yeah okay That's
0: that. everyone else at the table briefly says how the folk to react to this
1: i think there's some real opportunists that live in our cozy town who are like Look, man, the curation has been pretty tight based on space, but uh, this large-scale installation that I've been trying to get in to the seesaw never had the room before, or like this guy over here who's like went to the shipwreck and saw that there were tons of coins and the opportunity to sell them. Like, you know, it's 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 an it's a business opportunity for some. It's an opportunity, like more space so that maybe your idea for the seesaw could finally make it in. So I think that people are maybe cautiously optimistic. You know, people love the seesaw.
2: And I think some other folks are kind of antiques road showing it. Like they've got all these objects and items in their attics and they're... Wondering, oh, you know, I never thought that now that there's a space to showcase, maybe, maybe the town would appreciate this. And they, you know, great grandfather's journal or uh, some, again, old sea glass from a century ago or, and they start thinking about what they have and what, uh, what the town might appreciate. Cool. Totally.
0: (laughs) All righty. So we're going to move on into summer. There really, as far as I can tell, there isn't anything that, like, you know, is the mark, like, that marks something that happens when we enter a new season. So we're just going to roll into the new season, I think.
1: I would say if it's in, inspired by some other games, that just means that the types of opportunities that we get on our cards change.
0: Yes, exactly. So we're dealing with a new deck and new yeah. things yeah. happening. Okay. Um, Samara.
1: Yes, sir. Draw you... my summer card. What suit are we in now?
0: We are in diamonds and you get a 10.
1: Yeah. 10 of diamonds. What are my options?
0: Uh, an amazing amount of abundance comes to our town. How does it change our town or an entire family moves into our town? Who are they? And how does the town welcome them?
1: I'm going to go with abundance. I'm going to say this recent excavation of the sunken ship has brought in We, as magical sea creature folks and friends of the merchant mermaids, we, we see, we see shiny, sparkly, cool things. We see different things. But now that we have this whole ship over here, and also now that we've built this annex and people are digging out from their attics, we're in, we are overwhelmed with artifacts and sparkly shinies and things that have have been sort of rarity, oddities that we've held up as wonders that now we sort of have an, an, an overabundance of them. Now, some of them, many of them, most of them, the abundance is coming from this one ship. So a critical eye would argue that you maybe don't have an abundance of all things. But to the lay magical sea creature, you know, if you've seen one spork, you've seen them all. <laughs> That's what happens on my card. Now I take an action.
0: Now I take an action.
1: Uh, I'm going to say that we start to prepare for an event while everybody is filling up and pulling things together for the cave. There is a constituency of Papa Seahorses that are getting ready to take the first kind of appropriate generation out for their big swim. And, you know, hot on these adolescent sea folk that have come back from being like, yeah, bro, I like rode the waves of the timekeepers. You haven't even done your big swim yet? Yeah, Yo, <laughs> you gotta do your big swim. Um, and there's a bunch of wondrous little magic sea creatures getting ready for their big swim. And I feel like it takes... I don't know, two weeks. We do the big swim all the time. It's something we got to do. But, you know, you spend about two weeks to go over safety a couple, you know, making sure we know where the drop points are. But I feel like in two weeks you could be ready to go.
0: Yeah. And I don't think there's any kind of elaborate preparation for this or not as elaborate as the Jamboree, I think.
2: I think there's just a really adorable montage opportunity of (laughs) 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 training. Yeah. Samaya the Tiger. I think they just... Absolutely, they just they go
1: over like currents, like <laughs> maps of currents, they are reminded where to go if they get lost, and like they're they're taught what to do about certain predators, maybe they learn some innate magical abilities they have.
2: yeah, there's a history portion that everyone's really bored by but is grateful for when they're grown a little bit.
1: Yes, yes. There's one that's like really like, there's one like kid in the class that's like really flushed. He was like, the only reason I'm going is so like I can come back and like totally win the seesaw after my first big swim. Like, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> really convinced that just after a big swim, he could win the seesaw. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I think also like because it is kind of vaguely a coming of age thing, you know how like when you were in like, I don't know, elementary school you would make all these like little kid posters and stuff like that for big upcoming events. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's part of it. It's like, you know, they're, they're making all these little posters and putting them on like, uh, what was the name of that nursery Uh, that are like kind of words of encouragement and like what I hope to, to happen on the swim and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. I feel like parents make like
0: trinkets to,
1: to send with their, you know, kids before they go out in the big swim, like, words of encouragement, a, a bobble, a sea glass bobble to, to, to put on your fin as you go out.
0: Your daddy wore this on a swim.
2: Yeah, he His is. Daddy's yeah. Yeah. A exactly. And it's a rite of passage. So parents are preparing for when their kids come home and maybe they're organizing little parties or like trinkets, like uh, giving a Thinking, you know, sweet sixteen, quinceanera, bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah—any of those events in a young person's life. Like, here's a, a ring that we made for you. Mm, I think that's. I love it. Yeah, I
0: love it. Yes. <laughs> Already, uh Kate, you are up next. Kay. You get the five of diamonds, which is: uh, visitors come to our town; they are hurt or sick. How does the town help them and do they decide to move in or someone in our town is struggling? How did the townsfolk come together to support them?
2: It's only been a couple weeks, but I think Philippe comes back. He shows back up at his doorstep and he's really crestfallen and he didn't find what he was looking for. And he didn't want to come home, but he just was so homesick. And he knew the jamboree was happening He wasn't there for that. And it made him more sad than he thought it would. And so he comes back to the open arms of the townsfolk, not just his eel family, but everybody he encounters as he walks through town. Because they know. They know why he left. They know when he left. And they know what it means that he's back. So, um, you know, somebody slips him a, a little crustacean croissant and another turtle claps him on the back, just knowingly <laughs> walks by. And he's just being warmly received by everyone in a really subtle, gentle way. And they helped heal his heart and built him up so that he can he can get back out there. I really love our cozy town. Yeah, I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> They're
2: so nice to believe.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, what what action do you want to take?
2: I think we get a visitor, and that mm. visitor is a cute little eel lady named Samantha. Mm. Okay. And Samantha is the Ocean equivalent of backpacking. So she, she rode in <laughs> on the latest current, just the current this morning and, uh, heard about coral, coral gardens and, uh, read a little bit about it in her, in her tour book and, um, found a little hostel to And She's just like walking around town. It's kind of her first day there and maybe she bumps into Philippe. Maybe not. I don't
1: know, but uh, Samantha's in the town now. Samantha's in a quaint, cozy little Coral Gardens. She's 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 a woman of the world. Yep,
2: yeah, she's.
0: Gone. I don't think they like. I don't think it's like a love at first sight thing, but I think it's like a oh hey hi uh, kind of.
1: I feel like the close friends of Philippe who have just like welcomed him back with open arms are the ones that are like. Bro, bro. bro. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We don't tell Philippe, but you, like, know that, like, Christopher the crab and, like, you know, his buddy are like, yo, did you see that eel who just came into town? I mean, like, like, be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Don't force it. Don't force it. Philippe's going through a thing. (laughs) Philippe's. Philippe is still upset, but like, let's make Samantha feel welcome. Let's just let's 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 let, 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 let's have her stick around for some. You, she's got to stick around until the kids come back from the big swim. That's fun, right? We got we we got to make her stick around until then, and maybe if Philippe and Samantha, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But we should show I her. We should invest friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Show her the shipwreck. Show her the shipwreck. Have her have some crustaceans. <laughs> Crust qua Qua-stations. quastations, stations quastations. <laughs> quastations. We'll get
2: there. We'll find we'll it. Yeah.
0: I have never been more glad that we don't transcribe these episodes because <laughs> the freaking portmanteaus we are coming up with here.
2: Inaudible. Inaudible. Uh. <laughs> Inaudible.
3: <laughs>
0: Alrighty. Uh, it is my turn, uh, and I take down the big swim. Uh, I got the Jack of Diamonds.
1: Mm, you keep getting the face cards. Yeah.
0: I didn't get the first one.
1: Oh no! Did you get the king? Oh, I guess yeah, it was. Yeah, I thought you got the no. One.
0: Well, no, no, you got the King. Oh, 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 yes, yeah. You oh, made
1: that's
0: up the mayor. Right. I'm in the mayor.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. What's what's uh, the Jack giving us?
0: Someone comes to our town seeking a mentor slash teacher. Hmm. How does our town help? That's a tough one. Um, I think what happens is. There is a um a group of migratory fish, I don't like a school of fish, who uh just kind of come through town, like on their way through to another place. They kind of hang out a little bit and they hear they hear tell that the jamboree just happened. And they're like, Oh, that's that stinks that we missed it. Uh, maybe next time. But I think one of them, you know, a young adult, like maybe like equivalent of like an 18-year-old, I don't know fish species. I think he's just kind of like Okay, let's say he's a goldfish, actually, and he goes and he's like, "Wait a minute, wait! You guys have like musical people that are here all the time." And I think he goes to visit the jams and kind of hangs out with them for the day because he's looking for someone to teach him. He's always liked music, but he's never known how to like make it. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, the townsfolk guide guide him to the the caves, and he gets fascinated with these crystals. And with the jams learning how to play it, it does the equivalent of, like, saying, like, I think I'm going to stay here for a little bit and try to learn. Mm -hmm. The the school will kind of come back around and he'll join up with them again later.
1: Mm -hmm. Is there something? I was just thinking about this. The jams and the music and the crystals and the fact that we're an underwater magic cozy town. There's something about vibrations in water. I think it maybe makes us unique that Coral Gardens is so focused on music. And so, like, maybe music is an idea that, like, some people sort of play with in other towns or places. But that it's particularly special that we, like, have the jams and have these crystals because, like, it feels so crazy in the water because it's all, like, the vibrations around. It's, it's, it's a total body experience. It feels very magical.
0: I think that the, like they're like you know I think sea communities are a little bit isolated from each other and like singing crystal music is an entirely different genre. Yeah. It, it, it's it's like it's like this kid just discovered like metal for the first time, <laughs> and he's like, "Wait, like music can do that?" Like back in my town, we we, we just have I don't know ska or or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. we can have I, like you know. Can I say I really appreciate that when you were talking about the traveling school. Of fish that I was really, I was really waiting for you, especially because we've called the creatures in the cave jams. I was like, are we going for like a fish touring band, jam band situation? Is this where my. I mean, I just I, I feel like it was right there. I I I, I feel like some sorta of, but but you didn't and, and I feel like you artfully avoided it and I really respect that the type of music that we have that feels so different is metal and not like gym.
2: Yeah, I can't I can't agree more. I ever since we came <laughs> up with the gems I've been biting my tongue back that they're not fish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. I have very few rules in my life, and one <laughs> of them is to never acknowledge the existence of Fish the band.
2: <laughs> so it is now canon that you've the Gems are a
1: metal band. <laughs> yeah, no, I I respect it. You've you've artfully dodged it.
0: Yeah. All right,
1: that was the Jack of, diamonds. That, that was <laughs> the Jack of diamonds. I love I love the gold the metal goldfish.
0: The metal goldfish, yeah, <laughs> appropriate. All right, so and on my turn. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, I'm gonna say a feature changes I'm gonna say that like with the the um the influx of new visitors to the town given the jamboree given the the stuff that they they found in the uh the shipwreck
3: mm-hmm.
0: I think the aromatherapy bar for lack of a better term <laughs> I think it's starting to diversify its offerings uh I think it is not just like serving like kelp wraps and and aromatherapy stuff
1: and crystal light
3: (laughs) and
0: crystal light yes i think that they are uh, beginning to offer it's turning into more of an inn like it's turning into more of like a Mm. like a way station for people to stay at during the night so they're beginning to serve meals and like you know they're starting to have not a fire because that wouldn't work but like Hot rocks for people to kind of like hang around in and all that kind of stuff. It, but at, we're attracting
1: um, more transient people because an inn would, in, in my mind, imply that there's a need for like a, a stop point for people to like stay at, right? Or is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're a little bit of a destination now. Like we've got festivals, we got a shipwreck, mm-hmm. we got all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah, we got that new stuff. road leading to our. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to get around. Mm-hmm
0: next car oh actually no i'm sorry it's the big swim
1: oh, oh
3: the yeah upon us.
1: okay montage mike provide the music please uh this is your cue to sing while we describe over
0: the montage <laughs> you you get one song out of me a year and i'm sorry we already cashed that that card
1: no, what uh we're just gonna put a pit in that because i don't feel like those terms were negotiated i will get another song out of you this year my friend
2: you're gonna get trapped into another song for sure the year is probably
1: thank you kate thank you this is this is a man that falls into a singing trap at the drop of a hat okay big swim montage what do you think kate
2: i am picturing like um A game of Red Rover, except everybody's all in the same line. They're not facing each other. They're just sort of like lined up on this the edge of the town. Mm -hmm. All sizes, all species, uh, just general age range of like preteen, maybe a little younger, like elementary school age. But you got, you know, you got your... Your clownfish, you got your seahorse, you got your turtle, you got your octopus, you got, you know, all, every, everyone, Mm -hmm. they're all kind of like awkward because it's that awkward age, but they, they're pumped and they're nervous and they're like encouraging each other. Some are in competition with each other. Mm hmm. I think because there's so many different species, everyone starts from
1: the same place, but like the starfish, can only go so far. <laughs> whereas like the squid can go someplace else. And there's this understanding that it's it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. They're all sort of bedecked with it. And parents are on like the sidelines, like nervous, because I think that I don't think that anyone has ever died from the big swim but there is that moment where it's been a little bit too long and then like mm-hmm. you know the olds go out and like find them so I don't think it's a particularly dangerous thing because they make it feel more dangerous than it is but like let's be frank it's like the first time that you like let a kid go on a bike in the neighborhood and you're like oh that's fine.
2: But it's also a big town event so i'm I'm thinking like a marathon like there are little you know stations set up along the way with water and a tent and you know what i mean it's like the fibro bike tour (laughs) yeah
0: i mean i think also like they're like at those stations and whatnot like there's there's still like some adults along the way to keep watching and i think for the ones that are like you know the distance swimmers uh the species that like Go long distances. I think, at at some of these checkpoints and whatnot, like there are those families, and I think there's like, I think there's like those like really embarrassing families who are like you know cheering their kid and like wearing shirts with the kid's name on it (laughs) and like
3: kid's face
2: (laughs) and and cheering
0: wildly as they come by and all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the kids are turning all kinds of shades of color because they're mortified by their parents. And I Mm -hmm. I think maybe there was a time in this town a long time ago when the big swim was really, a really important test of readiness for independence and adulthood. Like it was a little bit more of a walkabout. You had to really get out there and survive it. But over the years, it's become more of just a symbolic uh, event. And so the, you know, there's the spirit of the adventure, but the kids are really safe and watched and um, Mm -hmm. it's all in good fun now.
1: I think that maybe for the longest swimmers, or maybe at the end of anyone's journey, but no, the longest swimmers, there's like some, let's say it's, yeah, it's a blowfish that waits for them at the end. That like, like a good haunted house, they're exhausted, they've done the swim, and like very theatrical this blowfish that just like hangs out on their own, like gives them like a, <laughs> poof, like spook spare scare. And it's like, Hey, you made it kid. Okay. Good on you. Okay. Now you gotta, yeah, you, know, you gotta turn around and go do it again. But like, you know, have a, have a kelp cake and uh, move on. You know, I seen some things, you know, past me, it's crazy, but you didn't big <laughs> swim. Good on you. So just to, You know, for, for those ones that could go a little bit further out just as a reminder, that's like, don't go past the blowfish.
2: The blowfish <laughs> and the anglerfish are totally drinking buddies. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they set up a new bar in the uh, the shipwreck that, like, once people have, like, pulled all the stuff out of the shipwreck, the anglerfish and the blowfish are like, yeah, 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 you can have your aromatherapy bar. We're going to go hang out at the old shipwreck. It's called the shipwreck. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And, uh... Yeah, I think that night like I don't know if there's anything there's like an after event. There's probably like some small, like little like like parties at people's houses or whatnot, like almost like a confirmation or something like that. Yeah, or like a that. graduation.
2: Yeah. I think there are graduation yeah, yeah. parties happening. hmm
0: Yeah. But I think the it just goes into the night and uh
1: yeah. Yes. What where the jamboree is more community focused, the big swim is more like family. And it like intimate focused for its celebration besides the like swim itself. Yes.
0: sounds like the big swim. All right. So we're going to actually kind of speed through the last two seasons here. Well, not speed through, but we've been taking two turns. Uh, this, this game is a little bit longer than I think I first anticipated it would be. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're going to move on to. uh Fall. What's that? Fall. Thank you. Jeez.
1: Yeah, no problem. Uh, It's easy to get lost, man. In Coral Gardens, you show up and you just get taken by the music and the festivals and the the holidays. And it's easy to get lost in Coral Gardens.
0: I mean, I will say, like, I like what we're building here.
1: (laughs) I know, me too.
0: Um, Alrighty, so next is uh, Autumn. It is Clubs and Samara is up.
1: Yes, sir. Give it to me.
0: You drew the two of Clubs.
1: Oh, getting twos.
0: One of the townsfolk decides to move away. What happens to their home? Or one of the townsfolk wants to do something daring and adventurous. How is our town better for it?
1: Oh, um, I think I think that Louis, the elder starfish, has decided that the next time the timekeepers swim through that he's going to stick himself to the bottom. Having spent his lifetime with the timekeepers coming by, realizing that he's like, I can subsist on a diet of the, you know, whatever barnacle, thing lives on the bottom of the timekeepers. There's something that grows there that he's grown an appetite for. And he has decided that the next time the timekeepers come through, he's going to stick himself on the bottom of the timekeepers and travel with them. And I think that uh, I'm going to tie this to a friend who visits and have the timekeepers travel and have Louis Mm -hmm. uh, jump on the bottom and stick himself to see... I don't know where the timekeepers go, but I'm going to go and I'm going to see where it is and I'm going to come back and I'm going to blow your minds at the next seesaw when I return. If I return, who knows? How long are when the timekeepers come? Are they the same timekeeper? Are they different timekeepers? I don't know. But the timekeepers have been a mystery and Louie is going to figure it out.
0: Just want to say I love the name Louie for a starfish. For some reason, <laughs> that seems very appropriate.
2: That's perfect. <laughs>
0: I think a couple of people see him off. Like, I think he's got like, um, I don't think it's the whole town. Uh, I think it's a couple of people, like his close friends, like he only tells what happens, um, that he's going away for a little bit, but he will be back.
1: Maybe it's mixed. Maybe people are like, I think this is Louis' way of like not passing away in the town. He's just going on one last wild ride. And maybe some people are like, no, Louis coming back. He's going to bring some like good knowledge on what the timekeepers are about.
2: Yeah. And some people are trying to talk him out of it. Yeah. The, we You're don't an know. old starfish. What are you doing? We don't know what these things are, who they are, where they go. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Up. He's like, he's like, I can lose
1: the can lose the arm and it'll grow back. I'll be fine. Like I'm, I'm built for this. I'm, isn't that what starfish do? Don't they regenerate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, there you go. So he's, he's, he's overconfident in his ability to handle the <laughs> wilds of the ocean.
0: Alrighty. Uh, let us go to Kate. You get the seven of clubs and the seven of clubs or of autumn. uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. Someone made the biggest pillow fort ever. (laughs) Who who made it and why? (laughs) Or uh, some of the townsfolk get into a misunderstanding. How did they resolve it? How is our town better for it? Okay, that was not a sentence I ever expected to read about a fucking pillow fort. I mean, if
1: you can figure out the pillow fort,
2: you you win. Oh, pillow fort is happening! <laughs> Give
1: <me a> <laughs> <laughs> I love how like open they are about so many prompts, yeah, and then throw in like a hyper specific. <laughs> <Right>, totally. <laughs>
2: mm. Okay, so Michael. Has Michael the zebrafish mm-hmm. of bubble fame? Yeah. Has been hired to babysit Nestor the seahorse.
3: Mm hmm.
0: Okay.
2: And while the parents are gone, it invites Gerard over and they are just, it starts really small as these things always do. They're trying to entertain Esther and they're kind of flirting with each other a little bit at the same time, but it's still really new and they're not really sure. And so Michael kind of picks up a pillow and just drops it down and sort of like playfully hides behind it. And then one thing leads to another and they're building this fort made of pillows. And then they quickly run out of bedding. And so they run next door to the seahorse family on the other side and they say, I give them knock on the door and they explain what's happening. And then that family has a couple of like school aged kids. They just came back from the big swim. They're riding high. They're still kind of celebrating. They jump on the pillow fort bandwagon almost immediately. They run out the door (laughs) with as many pillows and blankets as they can carry. And they start to build this pillow fort and before you know it. It is moved outside. It has taken over the neighborhood. Everybody is involved. <laughs> and I think you can imagine the rest. I
1: love this. I also, I love this for Gerard and Michael. I know. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm I'm just picturing the looks on the face of Juno and Kronos when they come back from the night out, their date night. <laughs> uh, like, like, we left you with one kid and a reasonable amount of pillows. What happened?
2: But it's so adorable, they can't even be mad. And then they start to... No, open. no, 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 definitely. <laughs> and I like to think the pillow fort, like, creeps its way over to the hostel where Samantha is staying. And then she's misadventure. So she she gets right in on the action. She starts building it. And then Philippe is there, kind of across the, maybe across the uh, tunnel that's being constructed and they kind of catch each other's eye, but they're not really ready to talk yet. They're just sort of constructing this, this pillow fort together from afar.
1: What is about this magical eel girl? She comes into town and now she is bouncing on the pillow fort. And I don't understand this. I, uh, she
0: is interesting to me. <laughs> that's
1: Philippe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I,
0: I got it. <laughs> not how i how philippe said it in my head you know it
1: Um, wasn't for me the whole time and then all of a sudden it just came to me and i'm sorry but that's now philippe (laughs) 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 i love this moment for our community this is fantastic
2: All right, you still get an action. I get an action. Oh my
1: goodness. Um, Prepare for an event, a friend visits, or a feature grows or changes. I
2: feel like a feature just grew. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, you're not wrong, actually. Yeah,
2: there's a there's a giant and it's kind of an event now. Um like most of the town is is kind of in the, everyone just sort of catches the spirit of there's nothing more joyful than a pillow fort. I don't care who you are. And so it just, the end plus it's building something, it's bringing people together, and it's constructing that there's a lot of room for creativity. You know, people are putting barnacles in different places, and yes. the kelp is being woven in and out of some of the blankets, and it's getting decorated. And this is a, a new town feature, if only for them.
1: I'm going to say that Mayor Madam Ocho comes out. A big time. And town. says, like inner her Dare I say, this is the first annual pillow fort? I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's Fortsmouth. Fortsmouth. It's Fortsmouth.
2: <gasps> Fortsmouth. We did need a fourth, a fourth event or holiday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she's particularly supportive and skilled with this with all eight of her arms. She can like really get pillows up in cool places, and if they're falling, push them up.
2: I don't know why I picture 11. her in pajamas and like an old timey nightcap, but that's yes, 100%. what's Yes, hundred percent. Is it because she's
1: mayor? I don't know, but it works. I like it. I love everything about I wanna meet Mayor Madame Ocho. Um, I love Mayor Madame Ocho. Is she my favorite resident of Coral Gardens? It's a tough competition, but she's right up there. Yeah. I mean she's a bad boss. It's pretty great.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean Samara, I can see you becoming Mayor Madame Ocho. Given a, a couple more years of experience,
1: I'm telling you, I would probably get cast as Mayor Madamotro in a cartoon. <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> that feels Entirely right possible. in
1: my wheelhouse of old lady voices.
2: Would watch, would subscribe.
1: All right, Mike, take us into
0: autumn. Uh, all right. I have drawn the Ace of Clubs. Aces. Hmm. We built something new in our town. What is it? Or one of the townsfolk is inspired. How do they channel that inspiration? I think we just had this.
1: Fair enough. But does the pillow fort inspire someone or do we memorialize the pillow fort?
0: I like that, actually. I think as all as as these things go, I think the pillow fort, I think, eventually has to come down mm-hmm. because these things are kind of ephemeral and, and whatnot. I think Philippe, he had been kind of you know slightly down ever since coming back and and all that kind of stuff, and I think that was one of the the, the nights he felt he really came out of it for the first time, and I think he was so inspired by it that he goes around and he, he talks with the uh, oh what was the backpacker's name sorry Samantha Samantha. Samantha. I think they go around and they solicit donations for, I think a little like, like historical marker type thing (laughs) for where the pillow fort once stood with like pictures of the pillow fort and like describing all that kind of stuff. And it turns into like a little, little, uh, a project for them. And I think that they, uh, like it was started as kind of a joke, like, well, well, that'd be weird if we did it, and then they end up doing it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that they have a little thing that, like, in the little, like, in the little roundabout near the uh, near the house, there's like a little tableau, and it's like, you know, not far from here, this is where the the pillow fort stood. Uh, it was a day where everyone came up, came out, and and had had a wonderful night, and I think that it. It. I mean, it's not like a huge thing. It's like a little. Like, it's not officially approved by the zoning department or anything like that. But like, kind of everyone kind of leaves it there because, like, you know, they remember the fort too. Mm-hmm. And I think Philippe and Samantha kind of draw draw closer to each other as a result of this. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of like they put up the sign and then they're just kind of smiling at each other. Mm-hmm. Merry Fortsmith, everyone. Mm-mm, Merry Smith <laughs> I think okay, I'm also gonna say a friend comes to visit. And I'm gonna say it's the it's the merchant mermaids again.
1: Hey. Uh
0: mermaid merchants?
2: The double M's. Yeah, the the double M's.
0: The double M's. Uh the M squares. Um, uh, no. I think I think what happens is that like not only do are they kind of selling their wares again and whatnot and all those little oddities, but I think also uh, one of them kind of like notices the new sign that's been built and like they weren't here for the, the pillow fort, but there are pictures of to, the pillow
1: fort. You had to be there. I mean, look at the photos, check it out. But like, honestly, it was it was just a vibe. It was a mood. It overtook us all
0: MMS. And I think I think they start they have a business idea and they start making postcards of the pillow fort. <laughs> <laughs> And that turns into kind of a tourism thing for the town.
2: While also spreading the legend of the pillow fort to other towns as they travel throughout the sea. Yes. How do you guys think
1: the, the people of Coral Gardens feel about this last year growing our um, notoriety? There have been a number of things that have increased. We now have an inn. There was this shipwreck we found, you know. How how do we feel about this influx of like, you know, it started with the synchronous shrimp, but now we're seeing a lot more, you know, Samantha types coming through town. Do we do we like it? Does it make us feel good? Does it do we like being a destination or are we more inclusive? Like you don't
0: get it. At the very least. I think there is like one member of the city council who is like a blobfish.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: He's he's very like I don't know how I feel about this.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on blobfish. Yeah. That is a killer blobfish impersonation. For real.
0: And I think he's like I don't I don't think this is the way this isn't the town that I think I want to be in.
1: Yeah, come on, Bob the Blob.
0: Who has a blog? <laughs> <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think th- I think the majority of the townsfolk is happy for the new blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the the type of town where like. They want to share the town with people, and I think they're kind of happy with it.
1: They're a proud people, right? One of our foundations is the seesaw, and like being able to say, like, I saw, I did, I conquered whatever. So, like, we like sharing. Um, so, yeah, I think in general, it's like,
2: yeah. And know, I think like, it's both, like- right? I think Coral Gardens has this really strong sense of itself, and its citizens can hold on to that and celebrate that and not lose that as they welcome mm-hmm. in newcomers and new growth and share their town with people who are coming and going, and then also making space for people who want to stay. Yeah. Because how could you not fall in love with coral gardens?
1: How could you not? And how could you not fall in love with synchronized shrimp and folks like Samantha? Like it's been all. Yes. Alrighty. Ready for winter?
0: Let's move into winter. All right. All right. Samara, you have drawn the, oh, you get the queen of spades.
1: Yes, queen. Yes, queen. (laughs) How long have
2: you been waiting to say that? (laughs)
0: uh, A teacher moves in and joins the community. Who are they and what new school do they establish?
1: Ah, Well, that would be Jessica the sea urchin who is an instructor of cartography. Okay. And um, she has come through with, you know, this influx of interest to the town. And as she has come and there's been a lot of travelers, she realizes that most of the people of Coral Gardens don't actually have a map of where they are in relation to many of the other towns and things and now that they're being exposed to more people and you know more travelers uh she thinks it would be important for them you know to know and you know people bring up folks like louis the starfish who went on his adventure and being like oh we just figured Louie would tell us where he went and we'd like figure it out and you know jessica the sea urchin gets to go and like look at the uh you know museum annex where things have been You know, kept and she's like, Oh, you guys have this like interesting way of telling stories about where you've been past the kelp forest and down under the trench. But like, you could just draw that. Like, let me show you how you can share that. So she starts to teach people how to
2: create maps. Very needed, especially as the town expands and finds its place in the broader ocean.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think the action I'm going to take is the um, I think that Bob, the blobfish with the blog, very frustratedly is like, now this woman's coming in and changing the way we talk about things. Has nobody talked about the seesaw that's coming up? and the town sort of being caught up in the joys of the pillow fort and sharing all the things that they do. Re- and like, you know, the recent uncovering of the sunken ship sort of took over everybody that it was a year that people didn't really think about, Oh, the adventures we're going to go on and bring back to the seesaw. Uh, and, and who's going to win this sort of tail competition. Uh, so Bob is like, we can't forget who we are. And, Bob is in charge of the Seesaw this year. And he's like, this thing normally takes like a long time to organize. We're going to be efficient this time. We're going back to basics, fundamentals. You have two weeks to gather your stories, tell your stories, collect them. In one week, we'll collect all the stories. You can submit them. In another week, we'll deliberate and choose a winner. That's it. Going back to basics. Bob's laying down the law. Bob the blobfish with the blog is laying down the the Bob law
2: and Bob is a blog but he's also a city council member and his blog has quite a following. So people <laughs> hear about this and it yeah. starts to spread mm. really quickly.
1: Mhm. How do people feel about it?
0: I think I think they feel it's rather sudden but like I think people are like so much has happened, so many people ha- want to tell stories right now. I think they're excited for it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a kind of like nervous excitement for it.
2: Mhm. I think more people might be planning to make it new and their own, then Bob would appreciate, but there's definitely a buzz going on. Mm-hmm. For He's
1: story. trying to control it with the, with the short time frame of like, it's like opening up applications. I mean, like you got seven days to apply. That's <laughs> right. it. Sorry. And people are like, <laughs> I didn't know the applications were even open. Oh my gosh. Okay. We got to, so there's like a, there's a frenzied fervor amongst people. And I think that there are some travelers that are like, Oh, you guys do a thing where like you can be memorialized for telling cool stories. Uh I've traveled the trenches. I got some cool stories. So I think that there's like increased competition even more than the locals. Yeah. That's what happens in the first week of winter. It's a full winter. We get a cartography teacher and Bob is laying down the law. Gearing up for the
2: seesaw. Let's do this. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Bob the Blob is serious about the seesaw.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah. Which is a sentence I just said.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Is it stranger than the pillow fort sentence? I don't know. Because now the pillow fort just feels like such a beautiful dream that we all had together. I think they're just different. They really are. They are <laughs> just, you know what? There's no There's no better or worse here. Everything is beautiful.
0: <laughs> all Uh Going to Kate.
2: That's quite a face you just okay. made. <laughs> Why do uh, I well, get you, all the you, prompts you drew- that make Mike make
3: faces?
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, so you got the five of winter or the five of spades, I should say. A child of the wind whispers secrets and silly things. What do they want from our town? Or a thief appears in our town. How do we convince them to turn a new leaf and how do they right their wrongs?
2: Ooh. A thief for sure. Yeah, With all these new travelers, this influx of, mm. of oh,
3: other yeah.
2: folks, a thief is bound to show up. We already took sea urchin, which was just ripe for thievery. Mm. <laughs> it's true.
0: Isn't there something like a bandit fish or something like that?
2: Probably it's a little too on the nose though.
1: Just make it like a just a straight. I was like, I kept not wanting to put catfish in here because they're crazy mouths and like how they were like I mean they're not really a sea creature, but who cares? It's magical lands. <laughs> also, what's um I can't think of it now. We haven't had any lobsters.
2: That's true. Mm. I'm a, I'm
0: gonna
2: steal our so sorry, Mike, can you just for me to say that again, They so a thief comes to town, and what happens?
0: Uh, a thief appears in our town. How do we convince them to turn a new leaf, and how do they right their wrongs?
2: So I think Jessica, the cartography sea urchin, mm-hmm. has a little brother, Ooh. and his name is Jono, mm-hmm. and Jono... Pestily follows his sister kind of into town, right? And she feels bad for him because he's kind of young. He doesn't really know what he's doing in life yet, but he had, it wasn't any good for him to stay back where they came from. So she kind of let him tag along, but she's not really going to do much for him yet. You know, she's got this busy new cartography school, and she's got her hands full. Mm-hmm. So Jono just starts... There's all all these travelers, all these people who are new, this huge new shipwreck just full of all these interesting objects. He just starts pocketing stuff. And then he finds his way to the town square, to the fish market. Mm -hmm. And he meets some of the merchant mermaids and he learns how to trade. Oh, I can... I can get into this. And he just, but you know what? One day he just goes too far mm. and he picks the wrong pocket and he grabs, I'm going to say he was at the shipwreck and he grabbed this like shiny gold coin. And one of the, um, one of the angler fish who was drinking at the shipwreck mm-hmm. saw it happen and they called him out. And he got in huge trouble. But Coral Gardens being Coral Gardens, they fully believe in rehabilitation. They wanted to give him a mm. chance. And they said, you know what? I think this kid was just bored. I think he just, maybe if he had some, a public service to do, he could, you know, learn a skill and really contribute to our town in an important way. I don't know what, I don't know what job he gets. You guys help me out. What do they have him do?
0: I think they need a junior curator uh, at the, uh, the Story Cove.
2: Mm. Sure, and he's so good at acquiring things. And over the course of his thievery, he's developed an eye for what things are worth and yes. where they're from. And he has like these working relationships with the, the double M's, <laughs> the <laughs> merchant mermaids. <laughs> and they have kind of unofficially been schooling him in what things are, where they come from, and how much they're worth. So, yeah, an apprenticeship at the museum.
1: So he can still go out and, you know, get things and use that skill. I love it. Yes, Jono.
2: But it's less plundery. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. It's a little more bit. educational now. <laughs> a little more consent than Jono's activities. <laughs> And then in action, I think we're continuing to prep for the seesaw. So in the next chapter of this Philippe and Samantha love affair, yes, I think they're collaborating for mm. the seesaw. This is the, the uh, like, Philippe saw an opportunity. Samantha has stories, but Philippe has a way with words. And so it started as, like, a fun, bantery, back-and-forth kind of jokey thing, but then they realized they make a really good team. And so they... Cobbled together an application, got it into Bob the Blobfish on time, and now they're getting ready for the story they're going to tell the Cesar.
1: Well, and they've mm-hmm. both traveled and seen a lot of things, so
0: that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think we got ourselves some uh, rising action into the final scene here. Um, <laughs> I am going to draw the last card, and it is the six of. Winter, Six of Spades. Perfect. One of the townsfolk returns after a long trip. How did they change our town? Or someone's pride gets the better of them. How did they make it up to the townsfolk? Yeah, you know what I'm going to say.
2: <laughs> Louis, Louis, Louis.
0: Louie's coming back. Yeah, yes, Louis. <laughs> that was really fortuit. I was going to do that if I, even if I didn't get that pull. And
2: I was going to do a pillow for it before you pull that card. So. <laughs>
1: the cards just know they do
0: i think so yeah i think uh one day louis just kind of kind of wanders back into town without much ceremony i think he he gets back and like uh i think some of his friends are like hey hey louis where were you and he just kind of kind of waves them off and goes back to his house, and I think he sleeps for like two days.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And I think then he gets one. One day he gets up and he walks. He walks into the 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 bar, the inn. Now I guess, yeah. And I think he sits down with his friends and he and he's like just kind of enjoying their company for a little bit. And I think one of them, let's say Steve the Lobster,
3: mm-hmm.
0: is like, so so where were you? What happened? I think Louis says, oh, I got stories, but you'll hear about them tomorrow at the seesaw.
1: Oh, Louis! Yes.
0: <laughs> and then he very dramatically <laughs> takes a bite of his kelp.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does. He's seen some things on the belly of the beast.
0: And uh, yeah, so I do get an action here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say that like due to the kind of nervous excitement and like, you know, Louie coming back, people are preparing for it. Word getting around all that kind of stuff. The RSVPs for the seesaw are bigger than they've ever been. Mm. I think there is a frantic last minute effort to get like, uh, like benches set, rising benches set up all around the story cove. So we can actually seat more people. Mm-hmm. And so everyone can have a good view.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, there are uh like it's turned into a little bit of like a like an amphitheater ish kind of feel to it mm-hmm. and I think that there are some of the the angler fish they have a trick where they can change the colors of their lights mm-hmm. so you, it, it has the effects of like having these little fairy lights like on a background uh like almost like Christmas lights yeah uh yeah. because it's winter like they are they are working out a lighting plan to have a like Kind of a very festive atmosphere at the Seesaw.
1: Yeah, I'm here for this. <laughs> and now that it's been two weeks, the Seesaw's here.
0: Yes, the Seesaw is here now.
1: And I think okay. that Mayor Madam Ocho is done up. She has found some sea glass that she has put on her various tentacles like and fashioned into rings I think that like she is she knows she knows how to direct lighting so that it sparkles off her skin and she gets to the, she gets to the stage and there is just a moment of a bit of wonder and I think that she welcomes everybody and she reminds everyone of how much they've been through in this year That, you know, every year we're lucky to have to grow and to be and to enrich our community. And she does that thing where she calls out people where she's like, hey, do we not all remember the beautiful moment where there were bubbles of love and magic that happened at the Jamboree and who knew that that would blossom into our first annual pillow fort memorial. Like she like calls and she's like, Oh yeah. And you know, you remember, you know, Mr. Billy, 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 the crab, you were having such a hard time selling kelp cakes and somebody helped you with an ingredient. Like she just like knows little stories like that to pull out of people. And she's like, but it's about the small stories, but what keeps us going are the big stories. And she calls up the first, like, people in the seesaw jam, and I think she calls up Samantha and Philippe to be like, you know, they're the first ones to tell us. And it's like a parade of stuff, but Samantha and Philippe, like, kick it off.
2: Yeah, and I think that... Philippe was only gone for a little while, and he was pretty disheartened about his trip and feeling disappointed, slinking back into town, and just has a really sad memory of his time. But in working with Samantha, she's helped him see that that time was actually really special and magical and adventurous and focus on the things that he did and learned. And that's the story that they tell together on the stage.
1: Yes, about like what's out there beyond. It's about the, you know, you don't know you're going to go out there looking for one thing and maybe you don't find it, but you come back, you find something else. It's really, it's a heartwarming tale.
2: It's not what you find or even what you do. It's that you went.
1: Yes, yes. Which is very in line with the kind of sentimentality behind the big swim. This is like very like playing on good, like core Coral Gardens values. And then I think there's like some like we sprinkle in some like traveling people who have some pretty flashy stories feels a little bit off brand, but it's kind of exciting to listen to. I think that there's like a sea. fish I really wish I knew more fish. This is really hitting me that I don't know like so many different kinds of fish. But there's like a rainbow trout that comes yeah. <laughs> This ra- Randy the rainbow trout for years has been trying to tell the tale and get his grandfather's hook put into the like museum to be like my grandfather survived this hook that came in and finally because there's like just it was so fast the the application period was so short that Randy the Rainbowfish finally gets to tell his story but the thing is that everybody's heard Randy the Rainbow Fish's story but like the sense of community is so strong that like, as Randy gets to the part of his story where he's like, and then the hook came down, like the community finishes like the punchline for him. They're like, and he swam away and like people clap and let him off. And then I think like Louie starfishes like onto the performance area and tells his tale of a whale of a tale. If you will.
0: I think Louie is probably like the, the, the last one of the night. Uh, after kind of all the the rambunctiousness and everything like that, because Louis has been around this this place for a very long time,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like and there's like a certain air of mystery. Like he was gone and he hasn't said anything and blah 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 blah. What's he gonna say? And I think I think he gets up there and I think he he turns and I don't know for some reason in my mind's eye he has like a little like cane. <laughs> that he's like,
1: obviously, when you've regenerated your right starfish on him so many times, it's just weaker,
0: yeah, no, totally. I think he is leaning on that, and I think he said he turns to him, he starts telling like some of the things that he's seen, mm-hmm. um, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe, um I saw like endless cliffs of land where the sea ends. I have seen the surface. I have seen the rolling fields of seaweed go stretch on forever. I've seen waves breaking against tiny islands uh, in the middle of nowhere. And I think he then turns to the crowd and says, I saw all these things and they are things that you should go see as well. See the world, but never forget your home. Never forget your cozy little town.
3: <laughs>
2: and the crowd goes wild. Loses <laughs> its mind. The <laughs> angler fish are like lighting up in different patterns. <laughs> and like, Mayor Matomocho is crying and, and like, barely keeping it together. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. Everybody cheering. Bubbles are going up everywhere, <laughs> the way confetti would go up everywhere. Mm-hmm.
1: Shrimp are spontaneously twirling in a dance, synchronized dance, just overwhelmed with excitement. Like, you know, a year ago they came here, they had no idea that, this is what their lives would be like.
2: It's like a breakdance circle. They're just yes, yes. breaking out spontaneously. Oh god. Like, <laughs> <yeah, yeah. laughs>
0: I'm I have I think what I think might be a great final scene here.
1: Is that okay. what, so what is that the last step?
0: It, this is the last one, yeah.
1: Okay. What's the prompt we're given? What do you mean? Is there a prompt or is it just a last
0: No, no, no. So when when the game ends, it says it basically says like reminisce, like what, oh, like okay, uh, yeah. take a take a moment to bask in the glory of our town, which we've been doing. Yes.
2: ongoing.
1: There's a lot of glory to bask in, if I'm being honest.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty special place.
0: I think what happens is that like this is a contest, like this is like the best story gets put into the book, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that the judges, uh, Madam Ocho, Bob the Blob you know all the members of the city council uh, uh julia the teacher mm-hmm. julia jessica 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 the teacher they all come together and they decide and they start counting up uh the the you know third place something that gerard uh gerard told the tale of uh like the choreography of the dance during the um during the jam uh the jambery uh, surprisingly, Larry, uh, Louie gets second. Oh, I think he, he told some things. And I think the crowd appreciated it. And, but you know, Larry's been in the book before.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think the prize that is offered, oh, excuse me, the, uh, the first place goes to Samantha and Philippe,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but they're not there. I think they. The last scene that we see is both of them walking, swimming out of the town, backpacks on their back, I- into the sunset.
3: Yes. I have goosebumps. Believe in Samantha.
1: <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna be the thing that like did it to me, but I mean, like, wow. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that that's 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 the way to do it. That's it. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's the scene. That's the scene. That's that's the scene. It. They couldn't nice. have done any other way.
1: Thank you, Coral Gardens. Oh, I feel cozy. Do you guys feel
0: cozy? I feel cozy cozy as fuck. Um, (laughs) Really do. (laughs) I think I can safely say that I guess maybe I don't have a cold, dead heart at this point. I don't know.
2: (laughs) That was the test. That was what was on the line, wasn't it? It's true. I am not going to lie.
1: I mean, I... There's a lot of things going on in my personal life, but did I get a little bit emotional when Philippe's friends welcomed him back with just like quiet understanding? Yeah, no, I did get a little bit emotional. I was like, I love this town. I love this place and how we treat people in
2: coral gardens. <laughs>
1: like, so yeah, no, I think I think my heart's not totally cold and dead, which I'm very excited for.
2: Okay. Happy to be the arbiter of that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So any thoughts on any thoughts on that? Like I guess uh, uh I mean we kind of been talking through our thoughts. We're in our feelings at the moment. Um but uh Kate, what did you think of the game? Kind of like all told.
2: That was a blast. Um yeah, yeah there's something about let me think about it was a lot of fun. There's there's something about pure storytelling and world building and character creation that it either works or it doesn't because there's but but when it works it really really works yeah. and i love the that oppor- there's just there, there's almost too much opportunity right so the the mm. prompts are good for a little bit of an anchor and structure but i love that you can come up with a brand new thing every time and move on or build on a pre-existing you know feature of the world or a character or relationship or something like that yeah, it was. It was. It got like mm-hmm. <laughs> it got more and more fun as we went on and sort of mm-hmm. started to fall in love with the world. And I think allowing ourselves to fall in love with the world and the characters and play and nothing was we sort of took on this Coral Gables spirit of nothing's wrong and yeah. it just, like just do it and we love that and yes and that's what it is and you know mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's just the three of us co-creating this that made it so great or the game itself and you guys have a lot more experience with these kinds of games than I do but just as a one-off this is this is really fun I feel I feel so warm and this is <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> exactly what I would hope for on a cold winter day in, in a pandemic. <laughs> uh, so true.
0: <laughs> I mean yeah, we played quite a few of these games, like and you and you hope for a little bit of magic to shine through, and I think a lot of magic shone through on this one, which was kind of like I'm like, Oh, I feel happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it burns like,
1: you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I, I feel like we could definitely go into this in a little bit more depth in terms of like the mechanics and like the, like this being a quiet year like game. I can say like having just recently played it, the mechanically, there are a lot of things the same, but there's something about a slight shift in the directive. And then also the prompts that you get that gives the players into a certain mindset. Yeah. Some of it is this, Like the three of us, obviously all games are really dependent upon the players, but I can say that there was just an unspoken agreement of like, let's try, let's just go there. And I think that because we were all game for that and the prompts were as cozy as they were, but without being tweet, right? Like even the Mm. pillow fort one, we were so established in the world that like it felt very organic the way that Kate, like you built it into there. So I do think that yeah, it really just succeeded at that in a way, and I can tell you, like, feeling real dark in in, in so many different aspects of so many things. That it was such a um, to what we were talking about earlier about playing pretend as an adult can be really tricky. When you go at a bird's eye level, the stakes are a little bit softer because I'm not mm. a character. We're building a world. You can create Madame Mocho. I can take her over. Then Mike can take her and put her in another scene. And so we all feel very invested and careful about it so there's an inherent respect to what we're doing together that felt really exciting and collaborative and supportive and in a way really did feel like I was playing a game with Philippe's friends of like whatever I say is going to be accepted and, and nurtured and whatever you say I want to do the same thing like let's just keep on making sure it like grows in an interesting cool way and that's a really I think that's a very magical feeling to get and I think particularly. In this time and place as adults in the world, it's really nice to have something that tricks your brain into being like, yeah, or you could just like work together and make it okay. (laughs) Which was like a really nice thing to be like, oh, yeah, that does feel good.
2: (laughs) I also like that most of the prompts were open-ended and innocuous, right? And then every, because we pulled, what, 20 cards or so? And Give one was specifically, you build a pillow fort. <laughs> <Right>? like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just enough to throw, like, really, like, turn a wrench in the creative juices that were in the flow we had already established, and and an opportunity to kind of veer. But there weren't there were a handful of them, and I, I like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I wonder how many of those get very specific. We had one with like Child of the Wind or something like that.
1: Yeah, but that one also had the thief, I think. Or...
0: Yeah, that was the thief one that we ended up uh, going with, but I do like the balance of like, some of these are very open-ended and some of them are literally this thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, I, I, I saw Pillfort and I laughed because I'm like, okay, there's no way we can do that. And then we did and it was incredible. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, I kind of doubt this. But then like, Kate's like, no, we're doing the pillowfort thing <laughs> and it worked.
1: Well, and I think these types of world-building games, the ones that sit again at this Zoom level, it's really satisfying to build the narratives of the Samanthas and the Philips, but that you can also more broadly be like the family of shrimp or, you know, the timekeepers, You know, are you know, you can sort of sit at either level, and it's always an invitation to be like, if you want to go more specific, you can absolutely flesh it out on that level. But also you can speak about it in this broader term that sort of inspires and shapes in a a bigger way that I think takes some of the... It's so easy, I think, to get in your head about what's right or wrong, or is this going to step on your toes and your idea you had? And I like that the clay felt malleable... That and and not so precious that we could all put our fingerprints in it all and be like, oh, you put your thumb indent like that. Well, look at what that's become now. And it felt very conducive to that type of play together.
2: Yeah, well said. Also, as a new a new role player, it it was very comfortable. That there were just enough options. I could, if you know, if I was feeling really drained of ideas i could pull from an old character and just build on something we'd already established or there was room to create something absolutely brand new there was just you could go character you could go world you could go event that's a good smorgasbord of options and it it just like i you know just to write it 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 felt like just the right amount of structure Mm -hmm. and just the right amount of leash to with, like, that sweet spot in the middle of those
1: two things. Kate, I call that the Goldilocks paradox, which I've been yep.
2: chasing
1: for many episodes here. And uh, it's very satisfying when you hit that right mix. And it's true because you feel like you can actually release yourself into the game of play and it clicks into a different type of creativity. So, on my scale of, of course, the Goldilocks, too hot, too cold, or just right, this one was just right.
3: Just right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alrighty. Um and we're gonna do a fuller review, I think. Um uh talk about like some of this stuff in depth. But yeah, I think I think we'll leave it there. Um uh Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was an absolute joy having you on to, to live in our little cozy town here.
2: Thank you both for inviting me. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> and it was <laughs> an absolute pleasure to build this little corner of
0: Coral Gardens with you both. So thank you. God, I'm still I'm never I'll gonna ne- get over I'll, coral gardens. I'll
1: never be able to go to Carroll Gardens and think of it the same anymore. <laughs> and in my brain, no. I was like, is there a like a borough accent that pronounces Carol Gardens like Coral Gardens? And I was like, I don't think quite like that that foul, but I spent so much of the game being like, if I'm from this part of Brooklyn, do I pronounce it Coral Gardens? I was like, no, that's the magic of it. It's just on the tip of your tongue, it feels like <laughs>
2: You know what? I bet if you said Carol Gardens underwater, it would sound like Coral Gardens. Yes, it
1: would.
0: <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. That is a very good point, actually.
1: <laughs> Mike, I'll record that sound effect so that you can just cut it in just just to confirm.
0: Oh yeah, they'll put that at the end of the pod. Yeah,
1: yeah, at the end of the pod. I'll ruin a microphone just for that.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, I think we're going to call that a pod. I think. Uh, once again uh, if you're interested in getting it for yourself it's available on itch.io for $10 thank you so much for listening everybody Uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us on your podcast service of choice and if you have any uh, questions or comments for us or if you have a suggestion for a game that we should take on in the future please drop us a line at ostkpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on twitter at ostkpodcast thanks for listening and we'll see you next time
1: later like sea because because we were under the (laughs) sea
0: i'm stopping the recording now
2: (laughs) happy fort (laughs) miss (laughs) everyone